of a yakuza game set in samurai times like <laughs> i know that's what everyone keeps telling them but they won't localize it that's so weird i don't so know so here's the thing i i looked it up the first yakuza game came out in 2005 late mm, 2005 mm. like december 2005 in japan okay there have been 16 yakuza games including spinoffs and that's not including Kiwami and Kiwami 2, which are remakes. Oh my god. Or yeah, the remaster if, if you want to do the, like, the, uh, the remaster collection, right? Like mm-hmm. so technically you'd have you you could spend you could have spent the last 15 years playing exclusively Yakuza games, especially the last like four. <laughs> yeah. It, like that's it it feels like it. <laughs> that's actually insane. Yeah, I'm telling you, like they have literally released these games at a clip of more than one per year. That makes sense because the, the they use a lot of the same. They, um, they are masters of asset reuse. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that stuff the that they've city. been using since like the first game. Yeah. The map has like hardly never changed. That's what I mean. It's like the Yeah, exactly. A lot of the animations and the models they reuse from one game to the next. Um it's it's a lot of just like let's take this engine and it's almost like uh, it's almost like Dynasty Warriors. Sure. It's like yep. we have this engine, this engine works, it does what we need it to do, you know, mock up some new uh mock up some new cutscenes and throw some new sub stories in it and send it back out there cuz it's fine. Yeah. And, and despite that like it never feels stale mm-hmm. because like there are there are improvements to like the combat system over I think time it's, it's... and I think it's also one of those series that if you're a fan of it, it doesn't feel stale because you love it, right? Yeah. It's it's just, it's more. It's one, exactly, yeah. It's one of those games that you either like or you don't like, I think. I don't think there's a lot of middle ground for um, for Yakuza, because it's, yeah. you have to like the Japanese culture, the whole the whole aesthetic, all that kind of stuff, the, yeah. the goofiness, because it's, it's the characters. simultaneously insane and serious and stupid, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. some things are really funny, some things are really dumb, but they all work out because it's the... The whole it's like it's like anime, I guess, right? Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's not a lot of oh, I, I I really hate anime or I really like anime. It's 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 or I mean it's more about liking and hating, not not so much I, I kinda tolerate it sometimes, right? It's it's right, it's right. uh there's a lot of a lot of all in or not. Yeah. Like you you either consume a lot of it or you're against the entire format. Yeah, and there'll be occasional movies that you you may be like, oh yeah, I, I kind of like that movie because it's a really yeah, great. Yeah, Spirited classic. Away is good. Yeah, Spirited Away or maybe Akira yeah. or some. Yeah. Usually, yeah, usually it's a Miyazaki film it's that people are like, always oh, always Miyazaki. I, I can I can I can tolerate that. I suppose that counts. <laughs> oh, should we should we introduce ourselves and? We should probably like yeah. We can no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I don't know at what point exactly in this conversation the podcast is going to start. So you may have been listening to us for two minutes or 20, but welcome to the Retro Breakdown episode, what is it, six now? Six? I think it's episode six. Yes, it is. It is. Where we uh, we talk about random stuff in gaming, and then Vice Project Doom, which is also random stuff and gaming. I was about to say, Vice Project Doom is a wonderful, wonderful random, uh, random stuff in gaming game. <laughs> it's, yeah. Whew, we'll get to that. We'll, 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 we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, my name is Dean. You may know me on the internets as a time wanderer. You can hang out with me playing video games, including the video games that we play and talk about or that we talk about on this podcast at twitch.tv slash time wanderer. And if you watch enough, you can even uh, choose a game that we play. That's true. That's true. I have instituted a podcast request function on my twitch channel where with enough channel currency with, with enough logged time on the channel you can uh you can suggest a game for us to play and talk about on an episode of the podcast yeah and, of which uh, we've gotten one actually oh that's that's i you, you mentioned that briefly yesterday when when do you think we'll be we'll be able to talk about that because um, i would say probably i i don't want to i don't want to set too strict of a timeline but i would say probably sometime in the next month oh yeah that seems fair that seems we'll fair. be uh we'll be recording an episode on the uh snes classic illusion of gaia oh that that poor pig I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. Tom has played this before. <laughs> I have not played this. I will find out what that means eventually. <laughs> so um, that's uh, that's coming down the road. Yeah, that's it's I'm ex I'm I'm excited to watch you play it. I've I've I'm excited played it to enough. play it. It's it's a game that I have like, you know, back all the way going back to like seeing it on the shelf and being like, eh, I don't know. Give me my Mario game. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but like people um, st people have not stopped talking about it like over the last like 25 years since it came out. Like it, it just it crops up in conversation every so often where it's like, oh, did you ever play Illusion of Gaia? It's so good. I'm yeah. like, no, I never did. Maybe I should. So now I'm it's, going it's to. definitely worth a play. So I'm, I'm happy that you're that that we'll, we'll be able to experience it together. I will definitely be watching um, watching there your playthrough of that. Like, there honestly are not that many games that are considered, like, cult classics mm -hmm. on the Super Nintendo that I've not played. Um, okay, okay. I was going to say, I was I was trying to see where, where that was going. I was like, wait, no, I think there's a lot of cult then you're, that have not played. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I that's, that's kind of your jam, right? Like, the yeah. Super Nintendo is sort of your favorite That's. Overall... I mean, I think that's the one I probably have sunk the most time into. Yeah. It was Over, your childhood, overall, right? Like, yeah. I mean... You know, growing up, I didn't like I didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So like there was a lot of emulation going on. Oh, that's, okay. you know, whatever. And, you know, like the, you know, the early aughts, like 2000, 2001, 2002, I didn't have a whole lot of games. So I just, you know, found them and <laughs> I had, a you know, I had a crappy like late 90s computer that was just barely capable of emulating a Super Nintendo and not much else. And hey, you know what? That's that's hours of gameplay. It is. I mean, like, and that's 
I, that's what I spent a lot of time in my late teens doing is just catching up on games that I missed. That's, that's time well spent. And which is why, like, I'm really excited about illusion of Gaia because that's one that I just never, that's one I just never sunk time into. And there are games like, uh, like the Lufia games that people really I, talk I about. To play that. Yeah. I never played Lufia that like I put some time into, but didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one that I like, I literally have not even, I don't even know what the title screen looks like. Okay. So this is, this is going to be brand new to me. And yeah, I played. Oh, go ahead. Uh, there's just a, there's a rapidly shrinking list of super Nintendo games that have the status of like, man, people seem to really like this one and I've just never touched it. So we're going to check another one off the list. Put it you in, know, the, put it in the bucket with demon's crest. I was about to say that actually that demon's crest was, one of those games where it's even more niche in terms of people that have completed, maybe not so much now because of the, or at least played it because of the, the, the switch online oh, but before yeah, switch yeah. online. I, I had, I don't think I'd ever even heard of the game. Um, I had, that was but one only of those fun... like, I was aware of it as like a ghosts and goblins spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I'd heard of it. I had heard of it before. And I was like, Oh, you play as the, as the red monkey guy. The red, like flying, <laughs> yeah. the flying, the flying Wizard of Oz ape, ga- ape guy. You play as that guy. That could be fun. Yeah, exactly. But like, it never. I've never actually seen a physical copy of it. So. Oh no, me neither. I it's, you know, I I miss um, going to like Toys R Us as a kid mm-hmm. and seeing. I you couldn't see they didn't have the boxes out after a while and it was just those slips of paper maybe they always just had oh, the yeah. slips of paper i don't remember but i loved going down those game aisles and seeing all of the 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 the, the boxes were still taped like on the outside of the the mm-hmm. slips of paper that you then brought to the front of it and i just remember there were so many there were so many fun games and that was when you know you just bought a like if you could buy a game yeah. it was it was like a sometimes you might just buy it based on a box art or something yeah, like that. you buy it sight unseen like the <laughs> The whole like gaming media was not the whole the hype cycle didn't exist. The hype cycle was go into store, see game on shelf. Ooh, what's that? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's it. That's that's why I own some of the the games that I have because it was like a you know a birthday or whatever. It was like, hey, you can buy a game. It's like, okay, I'm picking this game. Oh, yeah. that was maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did a lot more Ooh. renting games as a kid than I did buying. So I was mostly able to avoid the like, real bad stuff. Yeah. Picking out games that are like, oh, no, this is actually not fun at all. Yeah, we were my mom didn't like buying games unless we had rented it most of the time. Yeah. Um, just because why she was like, it's expensive. Why We're not going to buy like, you know, <laughs> a yeah, game that if, we have no idea about, especially because, you know, there's so many there's there's so many cool looking games out there. Mm hmm um I the know. uh the first three games that i had for super nintendo like obviously you get super mario world because this is an era where you bought a console and it came with a starter game and two controllers not only a starter game but like the the freaking flagship like yeah this like is the, the game, game that you want no matter what <laughs> the the console defining game right <laughs> yeah what a how i i remember getting a super nintendo and and 
Mario World was in it, and that's the only game I had for Super Nintendo for a very long time, actually. It's like, <laughs> it's the only game you need for a long time. Like, there's a lot to do in that game. I remember I couldn't beat the third castle because I was just bad at Mario. And, um, yeah. well, not like couldn't beat it. I just mean it, 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 it gave me some trouble for a little yeah. bit. It, 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 and, wrote, it roadblocked you. Yeah, and it was it was one of those moments of like this game is so awesome. I'm 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 so excited to keep playing it. And the the truth is, it probably only was a roadblock for a, like a short amount of time. But mm-hmm. it rem- I remembered feeling longer because it was uh one of those things where I I liked playing the game so much, and I didn't want to have to try super hard. So I was like playing the first three worlds a bunch. <laughs> Yeah. And then I finally was like, oh, maybe I should try the the castle again. <laughs> and I beat the castle. Like, oh, this is a lot easier than I remember it. But I, mm-hmm. I it's it's funny how the first time in it I died. I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. So I just played the first three levels again or the first three worlds. Yeah, there's a lot like there's a lot of that. Like, well, we talked about Battletoads a little bit last week, right? Yeah. When like I feel like there's a there's a similar thing with that where like there are some games where you hit sort of a skill wall and the game's still fun, but it's not fun beyond a certain point because you just get frustrated with it. Yeah. So instead of like continuing to try to progress, you're just like, let's play the levels. Let's just play the levels that are fun and ignore these other ones. When that was when, when I finished Super Mario World was when I was like, oh man, I should, I should play like my, like, you know, the old Mega Man's and stuff. Like I, I, maybe I can beat these games now. (laughs) Yeah. Mega Man is... Mega Man never stops being hard. No, unless once it's it's only until you completely have the game memorized. <laughs> like once, you, yeah, once you're in speed run territory, yeah, then it's like it's like it's it's like Ghost and Go- uh, or Super Ghouls and Ghosts is like a game that I've played a lot since childhood, and like that game is still hard, and I will still die a bunch. But it's like okay, I you know, know what to do it. here. I know what like weapons to have and how to deal with all of this and where to stand. And basically how to manipulate this game where it's not hard. But until that point, like you never get to a certain level of like baseline skill in video games in general where you could just pick up Mega Man and be like, oh, yeah, this this is easy. This is, this is no big deal. Yeah. Unless you're just, you know, a savant at at uh, that that style of 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 game. I mean, even still, you have to have like. I don't think you could pick it up blind and just go no problem with it. Pro- no, no. Well, especially the old ones, because there's some cheap. There are a few, you know, there's some cheap yeah. deaths. Yep. Yep. I'm looking at you, Yoku Blocks. I was. Uh, do you remember when they fir- like one of the first times that were sort of when they started to release re-release games as compilations and stuff, and they released oh, Mega yeah. Man one through was eight on there on GameCube, the Mega Man collection. I, I don't remember what was in that one specifically. I don't know, but I remember going through all those games on the GameCube and being so excited to, to, to beat some of them and the being able to, I don't know why I never did it before, but I didn't, I never used an emulator to just like save state my way through it previously. Oh yeah. Yeah. But being able to, um, being able to 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 save like on levels and things was super handy because it's it's there's i guess i guess i love playing like so the game we're going to talk about this week is a game that i actually had a lot of fun playing because i knew i could rewind time if something horrible happened or i could save state at like a level or whatever it was 
And, and for me, that just made the, it made the experience way more enjoyable. I don't know. Well, it, it like, there's a lot of, from that era, there is a lot of like frustration mm-hmm. in playing. There's a lot of frustration in playing these games that is based on like an arcade quarter munching mindset mm-hmm. and, or, or from limitations. Like it's expensive to put a, you know, it's important. It's, it's expensive to put a save function in the game. So we're just going to make you run through it and punish well, and, you for and failure. We talked about this in previous weeks, but the, the whole, Hey, you, you have this game, you bought this game. That might be your only game. You shouldn't be able to beat it in an hour and a half because right, you're going right. to be sad. Right. Uh, or, or if you are going to be able to beat it quickly, it needs to be a fun enough experience where you don't mind playing through it again. Like, you know, I played through Mario one, I don't know, a hundred times or whatever. Right. right like right. you could just pop it in, play through it and be like, yeah, that was awesome. I could do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I like, I feel like a lot of games from that era punish you either because they're trying to artificially extend their playtime, mm-hmm. or they're trying to, um, or, or they're just, they're just limited by what they can do in that era. Like, like quality of life improvements had not really come into play at that time. No, 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 that was, that was not the point. Right. And having a save state is something where like, maybe the game would be totally fine with you having something like this. They just weren't able to implement it because it would just like break the game. Yeah. Kind of like, like Crystallis was one of the only games I've ever seen. that's like save anytime, anywhere. Yeah. But like and then Final, were... Final Fantasy Adventure 2, that was those both of yeah. those games had that option. It was awesome. Yeah, Final Fantasy Adventure was like almost scary <laughs> because it actually just remembers your exact position in the game and restarts you there. And like maybe you're standing on top of an enemy spawn. <laughs> like it never happened to me, but I was like, I just see nothing but soft lock potential here. So, so, okay. You want to hear something funny? I, um, what, one of the things that I've been playing this last, or since we last talked was, uh, I don't know why, but I was, I wanted to play more Final Fantasy Adventure, some kind of action RPG or something like that. And I was browsing through, I don't know where I, I think it was, I don't know where I was, but anyways, I found out that there was a cell phone version of Adventure of Mana and that there was also a PS Vita version of it. Yeah. And so they, they called final fantasy adventure they called it adventures of adventures Mana of, yeah and so i ended up buying it and playing through it on the vita and th- this version had an even more insane save system where it not only could you save in save slots but you could also <laughs> it also auto saved every single time you transitioned to screen oh so, wow like, okay i was reading about people who got that's stuck. aggressive yeah <laughs> they got stuck though because they hadn't saved in a long time they were relying on the auto save feature right they were at low life and they transitioned into a room where a monster always was on top of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so they were just screwed. That, like, that kind of stuff, like, it seems like could have totally happened. And I just, I was very wary of it as soon as I realized. I think it happened to me once where I saved and I reloaded a save. And mm-hmm. I was just like, the spot where I saved was a monster spawn. So every time I loaded it, I just took damage. And luckily I was able to actually tank that damage. But then I was like, oh, this, oh, this, this can is happen. Dangerous. Oh, man, yeah, you could you could be stuck there. <laughs> like that's potentially like delete your save. 
Oh yeah, that's what they said is that they were stuck, and it was the worst part about it was they were they were like at the end of the game or whatever. Of course, of course, that's when that happens. Yeah, that's. I, you know, I remember, did uh, you know how they re-released? I can't think of what it's called now. It was Final Fantasy Chronicles, where it was Final Fantasy. Uh, I want to say four um, and it, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, uh, Chronicles is four and Chrono Trigger anthology. I think is five and six. Yeah, so it was I I I picked up Chronicles on the PlayStation mm-hmm. and I was I played through Chrono Trigger and then the game did the weirdest glitch where you know at the the end of time how you you know it's like the like the floating patio almost with the fence yeah. around it mm-hmm. so when I loaded my save back up I was stuck inside the fence oh and I didn't have another save so I was like no and I had I had I think I was. Getting ready. I had done some of the end game side quests, but not all of them yet. And I was just like, oh, God, this sucks. I, I'm actually stuck in the state. Like, I'm stuck here. There's nothing I can do. And but I didn't get angry. I, I was like, oh, I guess I have to play through Chrono Trigger again. Fantastic. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just I just started a new save file. And I, I kept that save file as a memory of, of of a hilarious thing that happened that I've I've never seen a glitch quite like that where it didn't matter what i did reloading nothing worked i was just stuck inside the end of time gate for all eternity yeah it's, um, i've never seen that before yeah, I, I don't know i think that that kind of stuff is why people started learning to rotate their saves too uh-huh. like, you never know when the game is just gonna hate you yeah well that's i <laughs> when i play an well especially uh, a longer rpg or uh, like persona, how my save systems are. I have, I have a save file for every day of the week plus end of the week and plus end of the month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about right. So, so like, you know, on Sundays I'll, I'll save on two different save slots or whatever it is for end of the week and Sunday. And then if it falls on the end of the month, whatever it is, that's um, a pretty, that's a pretty smart system actually. Well, cause I, I like when that. we, when we played through persona three, there's a few times I was like, man, I think we screwed this week up. Let's, Let's let's just redo the week and yeah, take some time. But you you, I like seeing all the stuff. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's worth it to you know spend an extra maybe an hour backtracking or whatever. Luckily, I've never had to go too crazy where it's like an entire month was messed up or anything. Not that I yeah. even know. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't really like there isn't a thing where it's like, hey, you got a lower score this week. You just do what you do. Yeah, but sometimes it just feels you feel it. You feel it in your bones when you play those games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's like you you plan to, like, go do a certain social link or a certain thing. It's like, oh, it's raining. Oh, no. Oh, oh, it's the oh, wrong day. Oh, yeah. no. I can't. I, I this day is wasted. I can do nothing with this. Yeah, it was it was. It could sometimes be a big problem, too, because then the rain can screw up the whole rest of your your it, your plan in your head. And unless you have sure an actual can. calendar set up or you're following a guide, <laughs> yes. it becomes almost impossible. <laughs> I completely understand people who follow a guide. That's like, Hey, do this on this day and this on this day. Yeah. Because me too. Like getting, getting 100% is like, because it, because persona is time-based. It's like, you have to, you have to be efficient and mm-hmm. you have to get everything in, in a certain, in a certain time frame. And that means scheduling everything out just so. Yeah. And so I completely understand that because it's not the type of game where you can do what I do, which is get to 90% and then do all of the side quests that you missed and then finish the game. Right. Like you have to be doing them all constantly throughout the game. 
Well, and and it's the the so I was when I was playing through five, I was following like a a guide to get you know quote unquote a hundred percent whatever that means, and it doesn't actually mess up the experience for me at all because I still explore, I still do stuff, and yeah. this way I'm just like, oh okay, I should do this just to maximize my efficiency for things or whatever. Right, and, right, right. Uh, you still can talk to random people as long as you don't for, like as as long as you don't is is as long as you don't pass time. Right. And as yeah, so as long as you don't treat the guide as a um as like a hard and fast only do these things right ever. And and right, you know, you right, still right. maybe maybe you maybe you only do the things to pass time, sure, but maybe everything else you kind of you know, you give yourself some flexibility to go explore and do stuff. I don't think yeah. the guide actually takes anything away from the game. It, it can it can help it a lot because uh if if you're a little you know, a little O C D and wanna see everything the game has to offer. Right. Yeah, uh, it can do it that way. The cool thing, though, is if you don't care about seeing it in game with with YouTube and the Internet, it's mm-hmm. very easy to be like, oh, I missed this person's story. Um, yeah. Like Google what happened it, with that? Boom. Yeah. And it's just I like, really here's like all of the conversations one through ten go. Right, right. We So when we played through Persona 3, we weren't following a guide. And when we got to the end or not quite the end, but kind of close to the end, we're like, oh, shoot, it's going to be impossible for us to see mm-hmm. Everything in Persona Three Persona, is much Persona tighter. 3, yeah, it's. Mu- I was gonna say you have to basically have that scheduled out perfectly. You have like a couple of days of leeway, yeah, to be like imperfect. Uh so we were like, oh shoot, and so we ended up just watching a YouTube video that was the all of the people that we missed or whatever. So was, which was it's sort of funny <laughs> because we missed I don't know like five people's and stories or whatever and to watch all of the cutscenes it was almost it was probably close to an hour of just like you know seeing all the different events and things and yeah all that sort of stuff and it's 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 wild how much time (laughs) persona games actually take to finish because the only one i've ever finished was uh persona 3 i got really really far in persona 4 and then we stopped and just Mm -hmm. watched the anime i don't remember why i stopped the anime honestly is pretty solid it does like I, I'll always hold that the uh, the Persona games, the Persona animes are similar, but you oh the games are better experiences. The games are better experience if you like playing the game. Excuse me, <clears throat> uh, but, but the the is not bad. Like yeah, they they both they both get you there. Like they're mm-hmm. the the Persona Four anime especially. Um, not Golden so much. Golden is weird. I didn't but... watch that. Golden is just like it is basically just an anime that covers only the added scenes that they put into Golden. <laughs> what? Like it? It's like it's almost like a companion series to the right. main series because it doesn't <laughs> actually touch. It's the it doesn't first actually, time. <laughs> it doesn't actually touch most of the stuff that the main game goes through. It just does like all of the Marie side stories. Okay. And the trip to the beach and and getting your motor scooters and or your you know it's your the DLC license. for the anime. <laughs> they, it feels like the DLC for the anime. It was weird. <laughs> it's only I think it's only one core. It's it's only like twelve episodes or something like that. Sure. So like that sounds right. Whereas like the main series it would be awkward is, is like to watch that. Something. Okay, it would be it'd be awkward to watch that after the end of the game though. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. to be after the end of the series, because you're kind of thinking, wait, what? <laughs> what? What is happening now? Because then you're just watching a kind of a weird slice of life. It, it That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> like, there's a couple of, like, major scenes that they put into Golden. There's like a 
there's like a stage performance for Rise, and there's all the stuff with Marie. There's the bonus dungeon, and and there's this whole scene where they all go to the beach, and and it's kind of just about delivering all of that and trying to fit it all. And and there's a whole um, there's like Golden gives you like an extra side story and a lot of background information on uh, on Adachi. Yeah. And like it kind of just is about fitting all of that in and kind of giving slight nods to the actual game's main story just to like fit it all in. Yeah, so, so you know like where you are in the story, but it's like, okay, here's all the side stuff that was in Golden. And it's like it's it's it isn't bad, but it's completely unnecessary. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it doesn't need to exist. But That's it's kind of fine it's, it's fine <laughs> i mean you know what the truth is though if, if you love if you if you if you love uh persona it's it's still fun right you love because you because the thing that what's what's interesting about persona is that the the overarching story is important yeah but you love the characters right like yeah the, oh yeah the, and they milk that that's why there's that's why there's a fighting game and a dancing game and anime like there's all this spin-off content because it's like all right so we've we've weaved a really really good like thoughtful heartfelt story with these characters now here comes the fan service yeah exactly like and just then, enjoy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ugh. That's I, I don't know. I, I really want to play. I want to finish Persona 5, especially. I don't care so much about necessarily playing through the rest of Persona 4 since I've, I've seen that I know all the twists and turns, but I yeah, still sure. don't know anything about Persona 5 beyond where I'm at right now, which I think is only the third or fourth uh, uh, temple. Oh, yeah. No, you've got. Yeah, definitely. There's a definitely lot put time into that when you're able to. Yeah, that's that's our sort of uh, Leticia's and my plan is to to finish that up. We 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 gave ourselves a generous maybe by the end of the year sort of deadline. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, well, I know what you mean. We we bought um the the Paper Mario game, so I want to you know we mm. sort of feel like we should play through that before going back to Persona or something because yeah, I don't know. That's the problem is that there's always when when you buy a new game, you're like, oh, I should play this, and then then the the backlog of games just goes forever. I, I have yep. been quite it gets, diligent. It gets though, longer. Yeah, I I feel I'm pretty happy though. I have not purchased too many things unless it's a game that I'm going to play through, you know, right away or right then, or it will be more fun to play it right now as opposed to waiting. Um, whereas in the past, I've been really bad about buying a ton of stuff way too often or buying like yeah. three RPGs at the same time, and then oh, <laughs> it turns it turns out I I even if I had unlimited time, I wouldn't want to play the same sort of game. For, right. for 300 hours or whatever right? yeah you know i'm running I mean? into that i'm running into that problem now where it's like uh yakuza 7 comes out in right. like november yeah i am currently midway through five <laughs> so i have like roughly three months to get through the rest of five and then all of six jeez but fall guys though yeah yeah <laughs> that's right yeah you've, you've been playing so much of that <laughs> I have like 40 hours on record for Fall Guys now. <laughs> and it came out like less than two weeks ago. And yeah, it was the this first, month. And the first several days of that was like server trouble. So I wasn't even able to play as much as I wanted to. That's right. So is, like, is all that sorted out now out of curiosity? It's mostly better. Uh, you get the occasional disconnect, but 
not really a lot more often than you would get from like most online games. Mm-hmm. It's pretty normalized now. I wouldn't say it's like a hundred percent, but like if you boot up the game, you can play. That's cool. Like it's, I'm sure the the it's hype pretty much good. The 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 extreme amounts of because wasn't it number one game on Twitch and all this stuff for a while and Steam. so I and Steam wow yeah um so I imagine that the 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 people that play it and then are like okay I'm done like a lot of them are all you know going away and as as time goes on too which helps yeah. the the servers and all that jazz yeah the, the first week is always going to be the busiest and there's going to be there's going to be lots of people who play it once or twice and then quit yeah and then yeah the the server load will sort of will sort of normalize there's mm-hmm. also going to be people who are going to play it a lot for a couple of weeks and then drop it for a month and then come back when the new season comes around yep so, i was gonna say the, the fact that they have seasons is really cool i, yeah. I love that I've already hit I've already hit level cap for this season, so <laughs> I've got like 50 days left to wait until the next set of stuff comes out. But well, they and by wait, you mean probably play more continue to play. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's still stuff in the store. It's not like I've gotten all of the content. I just like I can't get XP anymore. So there's not like a there's not like a path of things that you unlock by playing in terms of like your your XP gain. But yeah. there's still you still get crowns and uh, and currency to spend in the shop to buy new stuff. So like, do you there's think those totally reason to play? Will the currencies carry over between seasons? I have no idea. Actually, I would I would I would, I would guess so. I, I don't see any actually, reason why they wouldn't. Maybe they wouldn't because then you can buy everything that season right away. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have a new currency for well, that no, season. No, because the way the shop works is like there's only like nine things in the shop per day, and they rotate it every day. so there's like six there's like six items in the shop that rotate on a daily basis (laughs) and then there's like three featured items that are available for like three days Mm -hmm. and those keep rotating every like so even if you have a stockpile of things you still have to like check in and see what's in the shop every day oh okay so you can't just you you wouldn't be able that's kind of fun yeah so you don't have to, and it's not the same for everybody either. We've actually, right. uh, in discord, we've actually been, uh, we've actually been comparing each other's shops. Like, what do you have today? What do you have today? <laughs> and everyone has like a different set of rotating items. Like there has been some crossover between like, I have one thing today that someone else might have tomorrow. Oh, of course. I mean, and there's only course, so many items. Yeah. And of course there's, you know, a lot of that is dependent on like how much have you bought up to this point bought oh, will it, not, it won't rotate. show you things that you've purchased I, it hasn't as of yet thank god that's like, that's always weird when they rotate when there's rotations and it's like i already have this or it's like a set rotation so everyone gets the same thing I, that's now i haven't gotten to the point where i've bought like everything in the shop every day yeah. i don't know if they necessarily have 60 days worth of unique items because there's a couple that i've seen more than once well i doubt that i didn't enough. buy the first time and they came back it would around. be weird if they had that many because because some people if the especially if the skins don't carry over to the next season like it would be kind of weird not to you should be able to, I feel like you should be able to get everything in a season unless they carry over. Yeah, no, I assume I assume the shop stuff will carry over. Um, oh, no, no, excuse me. I mean, if you unless you can buy the shop stuff again. Do, do you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I assume that everything that you unlock is permanently unlocked. Oh, yeah, I would be very, very surprised if you can't use the the skins and stuff from season but to season. I, I don't just know if, you can't if it's buy, like if there's like season specific shop items. Yeah, that's a good point. 
So like if, there's, if, there's, if specific... there's like the, you know, all the bird outfits that are in the shop right now, yeah. if you don't buy them this season, will they still exist for you to buy next season? I don't know. Yeah, so that, that would be or weird. they're going to if... have a completely new stock of shop items. I think if so, if, if they're going to do something like that, they really need to make sure that they make it very clear, like, oh, these are the items that you can only buy this season. Make sure to buy them now if you yeah. want them. Yeah, I would guess, especially, you know, early in the game's life cycle where there's not like a hundred million things to buy like yeah. there will be eventually. Um, I would guess that most likely they'll just have a new stock of items that they just add to the shop. Yeah, probably. And then be maybe fun. they will have like, maybe they will have a couple of like, you know, season, season two exclusive. Like they might have that as a very, very limited thing. They should have, I think you should get something for getting to level 40. Like you, something I mean, simple. That'd you get an achievement. Well, no, I mean like a, a, a display thing, like a cape. That'd be fun. Mm. Level 40 I, cape. I mean, something so unique. you unlock something at every level. Oh, it can so be there, a, there might be something then. You just don't yeah. remember. <laughs> you get either a stock of currency. Um, you get crowns, which are actually the uh, win a game oh, currency. The, yeah. At certain levels. So okay. even if you're like, even if you're not good at the game and you're never going to win one, you can still earn like a couple of crowns just through persistent play. Okay. Which I yeah, appreciate. So eventually you'll get it. Yeah. Like if you just keep saving up. Um, I think you get like three over the course of like the whole one to 40 grind, like three crowns. Oh, but oh, like oh, oh. every, every single level is like you That's get a color or a pattern or a crown or a, 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 like a stock of currency or an emote or something. Mm -hmm. So there is a level 40. Um, it's actually a win. It's actually a win pose. <laughs> so like. That's almost the best then. Yeah, so like that's, there that's, is—that's what I mean. Something fun. There like is that. a specific thing that is like, hey, you get this at level forty. Okay, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's perfect. I, I really like that. So it's it's kind of nice because you're you're always unlocking stuff just by playing. Because you don't—it's mm -hmm. not like you have to win by, or it's not like you have to level up by winning. Winning okay. makes it go faster, but you well, get a certain amount of XP and currency regardless of where you finish well it's like call of duty if, if you're amazing in those games like if you get you know if you're 20 0 and whatever yeah. every every single game your, your mm -hmm. kda is insane you're gonna level up fast right uh, it, yeah but you'll level up eventually even if you're mediocre right which is, is nice i'm okay with that oh yeah that's how it should be in those kinds of games otherwise it's, it's too discouraging yeah uh, yeah to... it's part of the reason why i'm kind of like I'm kind of of two minds about this whole like super competitive, like push other people off the edge strategy mm -hmm. It's like it on the surface. It is a really like fun, welcoming party game that you can like let casual players into and they'll have a good time. Sure. But there is increasingly this like hyper competitive side to it. And I think mm -hmm. they're eventually going to have to stratify those player bases and and you're going to have like a you're going to have to have like a you're going to have to have ranked. You're going to have to have like for fun, for glory. <laughs> like, I really do think that that's actually going to be important because there's <laughs> there the, those two different sets of people playing this game exist and they d will not mix well with each other. Yeah, though, I, I imagine they'll definitely they'll they'll eventually have different play modes once once right now they're just trying to figure out how to uh you know stop people from flying over the everything yeah. and making it to the end <laughs> yeah oh man it's so frustrating 
<laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Hey, you're, you're doing the fall mountain thing where the whole thing is to like to run up this slope and and uh, yeah, you're you're gutsing and, it up. Yeah. And like you run up this slope and you're avoiding all these obstacles and you're trying not to get knocked down. And then you like uh, you turn around and you see this guy behind you who just like does this big Superman jump up to the top and then you <laughs> and then you lose like five seconds into the match and it's like oh I, I saw okay I saw a video of a guy who was flying and cheating but there was the glitch or whatever where you couldn't grab the crown from the top or something. Yeah and I saw so that he too. He didn't win. Oh maybe you mm-hmm. shared it actually and that's how I saw it. That makes more sense. Jesse uh, might have shared it. Okay yeah. And uh I, I thought that was awesome. That made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Because then they were just dunking on him, saying, like, you're so bad at this, you, like, you lose even when you cheat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it on Twitter, actually, so maybe that's that's mm-hmm. where I saw it then. I might have retweeted it there. That's fun. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, good times. So, it's, we're kind of, like, we're kind of deep into this, but uh, any anything uh, special you've been doing this week? We can keep, like, we've been talking about just sort of random stuff up to this point, so we can keep the... Uh, we can keep the what are you doing this week section relatively short because for me, I don't really have much to say other than Fall Guys, which we've already gone into. Yeah, like I said, I played through Adventures of Mana, which was fun. Actually playing the game again, I I, I liked it. I still had a lot of fun. It was, Of course, there was the, the carrot at the end of the, the stick because I, I enjoyed getting the trophies for it. So that was like yeah. a, it was kind of like a, hey, you're playing the game again and you're having fun. I, since I was at my mom's house, it was, it was nice because mm. I was just playing it on the Vita. So it was yeah. you know, portable, all that kind of stuff. Hey, good on um, you for like giving that Vita workout, taking it know, off the I, shelf, I'm dusting really, it off. That's 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 when I when I opened it up, I was like, man, what a what a what a horrible system, but also what an awesome system. <laughs> it's it's better than its legacy will have you believe, dude. So I downloaded the demo for Tearaway and oh uh, yeah yeah Gravity Rush, and those are games I'd really like to purchase, but they. The Vita apparently will never they the PlayStation Store will never put them on sale again, like ever again. There haven't been sales on those games in in years for for reasons I don't understand. When you like, say on sale, you mean discounted? Yes, yes. Not like available for purchase. Oh no 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 sorry, sorry. I, I mean cause... I mean a disc. You can buy them right now. I meant right, right, right. You couldn't. So you know I feel like Terry. Like in my mind, I was like, did they kill the Vita Store? No, like, well, they, they, actually... they, they, they made it impossible, to, I guess, to give discounts or I don't I don't know. So I was I was looking into it and apparently some people are like, yeah, they some developers can't even give discounts or it's not possible to give discounts on any games anymore. Yeah, um, it's weird. what an, what an odd decision. <laughs> I that it's... one that's confusing. I don't know if that's true or not, but I looked into, you know, there's websites that track when the last sale was of something. Uh, and I think. Yeah. Vita or Tearaway or maybe Gravity Rush, one or the other. I don't remember. The last time it was on sale was like 2016. I <laughs> that doesn't even that, make sense. I think that just like I, I think that the Vita store is still up, but it's not being maintained. And part yeah, of no, it's definitely up because I bought I I bought Adventures of Mana through it because it was like yeah. ten bucks. It's like ah, eh, what the heck? I can I can spend ten dollars. I, I think it's just not stupid. being maintained. So it's like you can still buy things, but we're not actually like making any changes to the store. We're just kind of letting it drift. That's that, yeah, but it's weird when it's you press a button and a thing goes on sale for thirty percent, and now you make money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's but like 
It's so weird because it's not but even maintaining. How much money? The... Like you're the only person I've heard of playing of like playing a Vita in like the last five years. I guess, but I don't. Maybe maybe at this point they make more money by not putting it on sale for the ten people that buy exactly. Because if you're gonna buy a Vita game and you see that nothing's going on sale, then you're just like, ah, screw it. I guess I might as well just get it. Except then maybe you'll buy it uh, resale, right? Maybe you'll just they'll get no money because you buy it on eBay instead. So That's I, I true. guess it's a because because you can buy Tearaway for especially if you don't care if it's used for like five dollars or whatever so if you don't care about using the the physical copy which in and of itself isn't necessarily bad i i like the idea of being digital especially on handhelds actually i just pretty much buy everything digital now it just seems easier for me but uh it's man i like if you watch the stream you see that there's shelves upon shelves of physical games behind me so i have an affinity for physical games but i find myself more and more and more um adhering to digital game purchases so until about two years ago i was physical almost exclusively unless it was a game like say uh animal crossing on the 3ds or the fiat rhythm rhythm on the 3ds the rhythm game yeah Um, so a game that i knew i always wanted to have access to without having to worry about cards i pretty much exclusively physical cards like my collection of physical games that i have is is really big for not really big it's it's moderately big for uh the old consoles like everything up until switch and ps4 and stuff actually i didn't own that many ps3 games just because there wasn't anything i really wanted but i have a ton of an enormous number of like 3ds and all this stuff and when when i was even the switch i have probably 15 or 20 games that are physical Mm -hmm. and then when i got the ps4 and i started buying digital games i was like wow this is super convenient i just i just switch a game over or i never Mm -hmm. have to worry about like putting the disc in even though it's not like it's hard to get up and down but then the the biggest draw for me was actually not having to store the cases anymore i was like Mm -hmm. oh this is true and so my my initial fear is always or my initial fear was anyways the the fact that oh we're gonna lose i'm gonna lose this game i'm never gonna have access to this game again right Um, what if i want to play and the internet doesn't work and right 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 like i mean like is not not i don't mean not working for that day because i can wait a week or whatever if i have internet problems i mean the internet's gone right and so then i'm like wait if the internet's gone there's way bigger problems on the planet uh yeah. first of all and second i, of all, I think for- it's a bigger issue on for a service like uh for a service like stadia yeah where yeah. it's like google has a has a history of launching a product having that product completely die on the vine and then just booting everybody out of that product regardless of what they've invested in it oh yeah and it's like okay here's stadia a game where you buy access to games on our servers which we may shut down in a year or two after the service after the service dies and it's like okay what happens to our hypothetically google stadia if the if if the if the service stops existing and our games are on your servers and you shut those servers down because the service is shut down then what happens to our purchases do we get access do we get refunds like what 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 do and google's response was something along the lines of don't worry that won't happen oh yeah it's I like mean, they no. also like if I'm if I pose you a hypothetical 
and your answer to that hypothetical is don't worry, that won't happen, that doesn't answer the question and that it means you have no plan. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah, because so for like the for the PS4 and the Switch, if you you you're I'm very confident that uh the entire life of the Switch I'll, my digital games will be able to be accessed. And when the Switch 2 comes out, maybe those games won't be accessed. But I can, in the last 15 years, the number of times I've actually went and plugged in an old system that I'm not actively playing a game on still and, and played a game on that old system is almost zero. Yeah. Uh, so I, I won't care. I won't care as much uh, whenever the Switch 2 comes out that I can't play my Switch 1 games. And in the we, the world that we live in now, they just remake... <laughs> it's like hey yeah, we're, we're re-releasing this game so if you have a dis like if you have cash to be able to buy a new game not that that's the case at the moment uh, right. i'm not worried that my favorite game will be lost forever anymore there, yeah. there's a very good chance that x game will be re-released as a compilation or as a is a digital expansion or well, and, whatever and with, they end up doing and with most of those digital uh with most of those digital game download situations um, it doesn't really matter that much because like, let's say for whatever reason, like steam closed like next week sure, or like next month. And they're like, Hey, listen, it's been a good ride, but for some reason, the trillion dollars we've made off of steam isn't good enough anymore. So we're closing the service for reasons. Yeah. Like you can download those games like most of the games you have on steam you can download and then play in offline mode i mean unless they're like online multiplayer is different but like that's a whole sure, different set of workarounds but like most of those games you can just download and you can put steam into offline mode right now and you can play them hmm. like they Actually, cannot i've never even done that that's cool yeah you can if you put it into offline mode you can just play them and and it doesn't like it it has restrictions on it. It's like there's like you have to go online for like certain features or there's certain things they won't let you do. But like on a core basis, if Steam went down forever, there would be ways for you to obtain and access your games after the conclusion of the service. So that's that's another one of those things where, like, if Steam were to suddenly disappear, it, there would have to be some sort of catastrophic event that's happening like right because they would probably if anything they would just be bought by another company in which case obviously they they would allow their users to keep their games they, there'd be insane for it them it would to, be an uproar like right like it would be millions. basically oh i guess you're not going to make any money anymore because the yeah. new company bought them and then blocked everyone from their games like i would never right. use whoever bought their service right like it yeah wouldn't. no it would be i mean it would be a there would be most likely like class action lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So because I mean, we're talking about millions, if not possibly oh, bil billions of dollars. Oh, billions for sure. It's yeah. You know what? Scratch that. It's I billions mean, of himself dollars is a billionaire. in game purchases. Like Gaben's a billionaire, so that means his company has made more than that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, billions <laughs> upon billions of dollars of game purchases just like wiped off the map. No, that doesn't just happen. No, I'm I'm not. I have no the the concern of my digital game's going to disappear is not even a a thought for me anymore. I I have no worries of that. I think the thing that's fun about physical collections is the joy of having a physical collection. It's like collecting something, right? It's there's something fun like when you're streaming and someone can say what game is that and you can look back there and see it. I think that's cool. 
that's that's a yeah. that's a thing that brings you joy and then you can physically touch it and yeah, look absolutely. at it and be like oh i remember this feeling about this game or oh i never played this but i got it for a dollar or whatever yeah, it yeah, is yeah. right yeah there's something fun about that physical collection uh and and it, it brings joy marie kondo style <laughs> yeah like it it really does like it elicits an emotional reaction like it's mm-hmm. and it i get that good. feeling so that's one kind of the, of the whole point of this podcast right yeah it's exactly. just like to is to let other people like sort of vicariously experience games that they love through, you know, people who are most likely experiencing it for the first time in a way. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, speaking of digital games, I don't know much about this, but I heard that Fortnite was removed from the Apple store and the Google store because they lowered, I think they they lowered their in-game currency or something because they thought that the Apple and and Google took too much of a cut or something, Mm -hmm. I guess Apple specifically. something like that. And but then did you know that Fortnite made a commercial, a parody 1984 commercial, which was like, you know, the big the super famous Apple commercial that kind of put them on the map uh, where like, you know, the girls running through the the society where everyone's the same and blah, blah, blah. Then she breaks the TV and it's like Apple doesn't follow the Apple. Apple breaks the norms of crappy PC. I want to say right now I, I like PC and I don't like Apple, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, get your biases out front. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I just wanted to make that clear. Apple. A lovely commercial. It's a, it's a great commercial, though. And so I guess Fortnite made the same the same thing where they had, like, the big apple on the screen, and everyone's just there, and then, like, the Fortnite person's running through and breaks it, and they're like, hey, let's fight Apple together. And <laughs> I thought that was – it's one of those funny moments. Like, you know how – Yeah, it's, it's weird because – like, I have weird feelings about it because people should be able to follow whatever pricing structure they feel like. Yeah. And I, it's kind of silly to me that Apple has that kind of control where it's like, hey, we want to give people a discount. And Apple's like, no, because then we won't make as much money off your product. <laughs> so like, I do think that Apple's in the wrong here at the same time. Like, are we really going to go to bat for <laughs> Epic and Tencent as these like arbiters of consumer justice. No, that's 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 what I was gonna say. It's it's just sort of funny how I <laughs> Yeah, because if you if you were putting this in another light, you could actually see the opposite being true where someone was doing it against those companies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, like that's that's would be completely reasonable. Like My- this is one ma- this is this is a battle between two mega corporations about who can make the most money. Yeah, because it's not like Frame. they're doing it to help the small company. The reason right. that they they don't care about, <laughs> they just no, don't want to give Apple money. Epic is pissed because they're giving Apple too much money. Yeah, and they need and, it. They need it, and they want to have more money. And Apple is mad because they want to have more money. <laughs> and that is that is the battle between these two, like international mega corporations. And it's it, for them to frame it as this like we're bra- rebellious we're, we don't want act against the nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's is, what's it's it is silly to me. It, like okay, effective. Because I was going to say it's, can, it's brilliant paint, though. It's very good marketing. Yeah, they can paint Apple as the big bad guy. Well, and the, like, and they can paint themselves as fighting for the small person too. Because right. theoretically, They're, if Apple were to uh, to 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 you know lower their how much they get for per cut or whatever it'd be helping anybody in the app store so it's this right it's this thing that everybody can rally behind and it makes them look like oh look at look at us we're we're, we're this is all altruism we have no personal gain here at all right 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 
And that's the that's the role they're playing. They're already like because of the because of EGS for all of the problems that there are with EGS uh, Epic Game Store. Yeah. EGS. Um, <clears throat> they're already sort of posed as this or they're trying at least to pose themselves as like scrappy underdog against, you know, against the, the monster, <laughs> against the monster company. steam. Right. <laughs> but it's just like, no, you're just, give you. you're just another billion dollar corporation. And you happen to be trying to nab some market share from a different billion dollar corporation. Like you're not, you're not rebels. You're just, you're not fighting against the man. You're just a different man. The, the, the billion dollar garage company. Like you're not, you're not bringing down Apple because you want to bring down Apple because they're like, you're not fighting against Apple to stop them from what they're doing. You're right. fighting them because you want to be them. You want yeah. to replace them, not remove them. I, I, I just, I really enjoy seeing the timeline of things like i like that apple is now the company that like they were they were trying to fight against what it is and now they're that thing right they, oh, they yeah. are the they are the conformed group of people that they were they, fighting against in apple, 1984 apple lived long enough to see themselves become the villain well and and it reminds me of so you remember when when atari was pumping out all those bad games there was a, a, a mm -hmm. small group of people that wanted to make their own game and i think their first game was it was a racing game that's pop that's famous and i can't think of what it's called now shoot it was like a side um it was like a it's not pole position is it no not pole position um god i can't think of what it's called it's like dragster or something like that mm. but anyways it was a, it was a small group of people that called themselves activision yeah yeah no <laughs> because like, they wanted creative yep. control and to not be treated like dirt because the yeah cause they weren't being activision paid enough money is a yeah i thought that's where you were going with it like activision was a group of people that was born out of Atari wanted... being a garbage company to work for. And they wanted, <laughs> they wanted simple things like decent working conditions and credit for their creative work. Then they hired, then Bobby Kotick took over. Wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And now they're Activision. <laughs> now they're, and now act, now they're synonymous with <laughs> what they hated. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's one of those situations where you've, you've, you've lived long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. Yep. Hey, you know, you know who else? <laughs> this is actually kind of a perfect segue. Oh my god! Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I cannot imagine a more apt scenario where you live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. What even was it? Heart. Heart. Yeah. Detective Heart. Detective Heart. The, the... <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's let's talk about how Detective Heart. And lived long enough to see himself become the villain, apparently over and over again. I wish we could have, I wish we could have voice changers so we could sound like each other. So that way no one knew who the hell was talking ever. And that would be like experiencing the story of this game where you have absolutely no idea which one of us is actually saying the things that's happening. On oh screen. yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take a word from our sponsors and then dig into this nonsense. Oh my God. Vice Project Doom up next. It's going to be good. So should we, should we start with talking about living long enough to see yourself become the villain? Oh, no, no. Uh, my, my, my first question for you is, is what did you think your main weapon was? Oh, that's a good question. That's a 
good, good question. Because I'm going to um, guess you didn't read the manual. Let's. I did not read the manual. Okay. Um. So what do you think it was? Well, let me just in case bring everyone back to center. It's. Uh, oh sure, sure. Yeah, we're. We are now in the retro breakdown part of the retro breakdown, and we're talking about Vice Project Doom, in case you forgot. You could play it right now on Nintendo Switch, if you have the online thing. Well, probably. It depends on whether you're talking... You can play it right now as of the time of recording. Um, oh. If you're listening to this five years from now, Switch Online may not exist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not right future-proofing now, these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> They're they're going to be relics of their era regardless. <laughs> Five years from now, when like everyone's like, "What is Fall Guys?" Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So we played Vice Project Doom this week. Vice Project Doom is a uh, is a I, like a run and gun platformer. Although whether you call it a run and gun really depends on the answer to Tom's question, which is, "What did you think your main weapon was?" I will say. <laughs> That I started the game thinking that it was the sword and ended the game thinking that it was grenades. <laughs> so you have so, three you have three different weapons in this game that you can oh, use. You oh. have a you have a melee weapon, which is a sort of a down swinging sword. That was kind of so like actually my 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 question is referring to what do you think the uh, so you, you you're you're saying it's a it's a sword. Oh, was it not? No, no. Yeah, oh, my that's re- sorry. What the, okay. That's what I meant by main weapon, and because so oh, okay, saying, I said main weapon because the other two are consumables. Weapon? Yes, I thought I, you were saying like, what is the it, like, what is the weapon that is intended to be your like your primary weapon as you go through the game? Sure, that would uh, that that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. No, I thought it was a sword. Is it not? <laughs> no, I thought it was a sword too until I read the instruction manual. It is a laser whip. Shut up. That is how come it 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 has such a hilarious hitbox behind you. It does it. Yeah, I noticed and in fact uh exploited the fact that it seems to it seems to hit behind you. Um it's So it not... is a laser whip. I thought it was a sword. I was 100% positive it was a sword, no doubt in my mind. Um it and it was just a weird down animation. It's a straight line. And it's very tiny. <laughs> It is a small, like, it would not be a, a wide hit, like, a, it doesn't go very far out in front of you for a whip. It's like a, <laughs> it's, it's a short whip, <laughs> but it's a laser whip. It's, it's a short whip that stays in a perfectly straight line <laughs> and just swings down to the ground in front of you. With no snap or anything. There's no, like. <laughs> yeah, the, the animation <laughs> is just an overhead swing. It's now, actually a I'll really beautiful you... sword swing. It <laughs> it's is. A very it's, awkward... it's actually kind of nice looking. <laughs> it's a very awkward whip swing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not how you use a whip. <laughs> like, first of all, can we just say, like, with respect to the Belmont clan, a whip is an impractical weapon in the first place. <laughs> yes, unless you're Indiana just, Jones like, just or in, in general, Castlevania. Like... I mean, even, like, there are people who use it, but, like, IRL, like, a, a whip is not a, that is not a weapon you use for combat, normally. No, no. It is, it is good for animals and for, you know, um, for special time. 
<laughs> if you're, yeah. if I was for, wondering how you're, people, I was wondering what you were going to call that. Yeah, for 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 people who uh, who want a particular type of special time, it's good for that, and then it's good for like wrangling, <laughs> and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, even even Indiana Jones used it more as a way to get around. Yeah, he shot people or punched people more often. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, like but yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a laser whip. I'll give you laser because it's clearly like it's got like a bluish sheen to it. Well, if when, I, if when, I recall, when it, but like so it does they look laser-ish, laser whip. But yeah, like, like it, it it made sense when 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 it was like laser whip. I was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I can see why this is a laser whip. I I get it. I I can see where they were going with it. It makes in some ways it makes more sense than a sword. In other ways, it makes less sense than a sword. So I don't know. If um, it, like I would buy laser sword more than I would buy regular sword or laser whip. <laughs> the question, of course, then is why is a, a beat cop <laughs> have a laser whip? Because I don't, I don't know. Like you said, you read the instruction. You said you have uh It's the shortest. It's one of the shorter NES manuals. It's about 10 pages. Okay. But you said um, that there is information in it that actually gives some yeah so it, it gives the whole background to the, to the game yeah so so, so was, what is the setting of this game it doesn't give the time frame but basically a small band of alien survivors landed on earth what? centuries ago um and in order to survive in this new environment they made the green gel goo stuff which was their nourishment okay um and then in order to blend into society they created clones and as centuries passed the beta that that was the, remember at the one point where she's like he's like oh, oh the yeah, beta corporation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's when it came into being. This is a company that's manufactured all of this electronic and technological equipment and all this high tech stuff, which is probably why he has a laser whip, I suppose, because everything is supposed to be like a futuristic kind of cyber sure, okay. whatever. I don't know. Um, the 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 neon gel, though, that provided the aliens nourishment was it really screwed up humans, which is why when you fight the first guy, he's like, why does this dude have a claw for a hand? Right. Um, okay. And when you're playing, so if you don't read the manual, or if you don't read this tiny blurb of story, everything is is incredibly silly and confusing. And if you do read it, everything is still incredibly silly and confusing. But, but it's with sort of context, fits. right? Um, and so there's other side effects for there, there's they're mostly lethal for humans. Mm-hmm. And then so Quinn, you're you're you play as Quinn Hart along with his partner Reese, uh, are trying to locate the manufacturers. That was his partner? Yeah, so Reese, the guy that had the Axiom Verge robot face yeah, at the one yeah, scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's his partner. And you guys are trying to figure out who's making this gel that's killing humans and doing bad stuff to them and mutating them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because they don't know who's doing it. Um, and then at one point Reese disappears and his body had never been found, so he was believed dead, which is mm-hmm. also why he was like, Oh my god, you're here, Reese, no. Um Right. And so Hart must go to he he must use his skills and nerves <laughs> and ultimately the the wait and ultimately fate are at stake in this deadly plot for survival that that's how it ends but okay. um so okay. it, it jumps and that's it so then the other the other bits of the, the what's really funny is the other bits of the 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 instruction manual there's one part where it has the characters and it's so hearts there he talks about how you're yeah people joke that he's superhuman that is something that i think is important because one of the one of the ongoing threads that i noticed in playing the game mm-hmm. is like there were just exclamations of like character names and like yeah. at least five times I was like, who is that? Yeah. That's the first time we're being introduced to this person. Like, like what? Who? Well, so who? the four people they, they talk about are Hart, 
then uh-huh. then there's Christy, who is apparently a vice officer, and she's apparently like she's one of the sharpest on the force and when works. So she actually works with Hart and Reese. That's um, cool, except that the game plays her exclusively as damsel in distress. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, well, that's true. And that's the the next line is that Christy is also Hart's latest and longest flame. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, then, and so the other, the other wow. person they, <laughs> yeah, the, the other person they mentioned is Sophia, who's an associate of Christy, which is confusing because at one point it felt like they didn't know each other or something. Um but anyways, Sophia manages to show up uh, in some of the most unusual places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Officers joke at her ability to track anyone anywhere. Which mm-hmm. is true, because she does just sort of appear out of nowhere, and then she just disappears for the rest of the game after you call her. Like, you, you say something. I don't remember what it is, but you're super rude to her at one point. And then she, then he's like, oh, sorry, I just missed Christine. He's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like she shows up, and she's like, hey, I have information for you now that you're at a dead end. And he's like, oh, it's just you. Yeah. And so then they then they have Damien Hawk, who is the uh, a successful entrepreneur who manages the Beta Corporation, and he's ruthless, intelligent, and sharp. It's funny because they show his actual picture there uh-huh. it, with no glasses or anything. It's just his face. And they have Hart's face as well, but Hart has the glasses. Um, right. This is funny because I, I, I guess we can wait a little bit longer, but it's sort of amusing that they, they just have both of their faces right no, next I mean, to like... each other. Hey, in case you haven't realized this, uh, we're going to be spoiling things Mm-mm-mm. as we discuss this on on the retro breakdown. So, like, spoilers. Oh um, no, I wasn't trying to not spoil it. I just didn't know if there would be a better time to to reveal the 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 massive plot twist. Well, yeah, the the massive <laughs> plot twist is that the big bad is you. Oh my god! But not actually you. It's like your clone. Well, you're not even really you. It's true. You're... <laughs> the, so the the big end game plot twist is this corporation is run by a series of clones of the same person. Yes. And they basically just test two baby like one or like they're not even babies. They're like fully grown. They're for like fully grown people. Yeah, they're fully grown people. And apparently every 30 years or something, it seems like they need to be replaced because yeah. they talk, they mentioned 30 years. And yeah, I don't know why they let the, I don't know why they let the clones go out and have their own personality where they might literally be fighting against themselves, but whatever. Yeah. I, I guess they just assume that the programming is like, you know, like a, like a goose that is migrating for the winter. It just will come home. It will just like, it will just naturally hit a point where it's like, okay, it's time to, I, I guess it's sort of, <laughs> but they've sense. been doing this for centuries. They should have perfect. This is like what would happen. The first iteration of clones, like wouldn't yeah, they have perfected? Why, yeah. why would they let the clones? There's no need for them. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is like, they have to run the corporation, right? Yeah. So maybe they want them to go out and actually like learn skills. And I, actually I guess. like, Cause like maybe they don't have a maybe they don't have a method to like implant good management skills to like run the corporation, but then sure. at the same time, like I don't think you learn that by being a vice cop. By 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 running down random thugs that no one knows if they've done anything particularly bad, and then shooting them and being like, Well, you they should have surrendered. surrendered. Holy that shit. like that's like 20 seconds into the game and I just like I was streaming and I just stared at the camera and it was like mm, <laughs> that age like milk 
And I, I love that the, the, the box art for the game, you are absolutely Kurt Russell. Like, yep. You yep. are Escape from L.A. Kurt Russell. Um, I mean, that's the, you know, as was the style at the time. Yeah, because this came out in 91 uh, in U.S. And, and Japan. I mean, it was like six months apart or something, but yeah. I believe they both came out in 91. Which is crazy because that's like this. This is any. This is an NES game that came out post Super Nintendo. Oh, so so in America, it this it's actually really weird. So in 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 both countries actually, they, it was post Super Nintendo. But what's funny is the Super Nintendo, or excuse me, the Nintendo Power magazine that had the full walkthrough of the game up through stage nine. Which then after that, there's only like two or three stages left. Well, mm-hmm. uh, there's two levels, and each one has like a couple breakdowns. But anyways. Um, yeah, I was surprised at how short each like stage actually was. I was yeah. playing for like I was playing for like twenty five minutes, and I was like, "Oh, this is stage six one." <laughs> like, it's not a super. It's 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 a pretty. I mean, it's a short with, game in general. With save states, the game is very. Uh, it's very generous. It's it's not a. It's not a, and I wouldn't even classify it as like an NES hard kind of game because no, because it's not. It, it's. It's hard, but it's not punishing. Yeah, there's there's a few moments that are really that are frustrating, but since, the, well, as the manual said, I actually wanted to tell you this. There's there, one of the pages is continue. That's what it's titled as, and it just uh-huh. says even a good cop can get nailed, but it doesn't always oh. mean a twenty one gun salute. You have unlimited continuations. <laughs> continuations. After, after all your men are eliminated, the screen will flash game over. Press uh-huh. the start button, and the game will continue at the beginning of the last stage played. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, like, it's pretty decent. Um, you do have unlimited continues. Uh, there's a couple that I had to, that I had to run through, like, a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that jungle stage is, that is, like, Ninja Gaiden frustrating, where things are flying at you from all directions, and they all do, like, hit stun, and they can knock you into pits, and it doesn't yep. feel good. Yeah, so um, there's there's some of some of the mechanics. It's it has the well. I mean, it the game feels sort of like Ninja Gaiden. It's it, it does. I I, I want to say that uh, the story is really silly, and there are some dumb parts of uh, like there's some parts that are kind of ha- not fun to play just because of the way that the level is designed, and that's just kind of a how games were designed then. Yeah. But overall, it feels really good to play. Like it's yeah, it's, it was fun. it's really snappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you played it watching it through obs which probably made it a little bit harder because you were losing frames right or like you were losing like the invisible parts like obs is uh, thank you for reminding me of that because i need to go figure out how to change that yeah definitely basically capturing off the switch and it's it's doing that thing where like old consoles run at 60 frames per second Mm -hmm. because there's no reason for them not to they just do right um yeah it wasn't even a yeah and most games when you take damage and you have like you have iframes iframes are almost always expressed by you flashing right yep like you sort of become sort of like semi-transparent and what that semi-transparency is is it is the game is basically showing your it's basically alternating between frames of like showing you and then not showing you and showing you and then not showing you mm-hmm. <clears throat> like per frame. So if you're only capturing at 30 frames per second, which is what I was doing, yeah. uh, there is a possibility. In fact, a very good possibility 
if the uh, if the iframe flashing is consistent, that you are only capturing the frames in which your sprite is not visible. Yeah, so you become you. It becomes impossible to. So you take damage, <laughs> and then you immediately like you just disappear and lose track of your character for like two or three two or three seconds. So, which is which is uh, it, it can make a game rather hard to play when you can't see your character. It, it, it does like. <laughs> the workaround was basically don't get hit. Yeah. Especially in a game like this where there's knockback and you have to like sort of there's there's knockback but it's uh controllable. Like you have a little bit of control left and right to be able to like kind of aim where you get knocked back. Yeah. To try to to like try to aim yourself for a platform. Mm -hmm. So that cuz this totally has the ninja gaiden get hit, get knocked into a pit, die immediately. <laughs> yes but and the, but it the, gives the, you a little bit of aerial control after the initial knockback to try to mitigate it somewhat yeah which is completely useless if you can't see where you are <laughs> so surprising I'm, I'm sure to everybody listening <laughs> yeah i i i need to like i'll actually put that in notes even though it's not like a even though it's not like an actual like it's not a note for the uh, for the podcast itself, but like yeah. learn how to fix interlacing issue in OBS because we're going to be playing. <clears throat> I'm going to be playing a lot of old games for this podcast on on stream, and that is going to keep happening until I figure out how to stop it. Yeah, it's probably not even that hard to figure out. It's probably but... like one setting that I have to change, and I just haven't <laughs> done it. So aside from the issues that you encountered because of the the setup that you were using, the game actually feels really, uh, it's very smooth. Yeah, the, 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 very, it's, very It's polished. very fast paced. Like as far as NES games go, it's 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 pretty awesome. The The graphics are nice. The, the mechanics feel good. You can crouch run, which... It was so cool when you that found that out because I was watching a, it stream. Yeah, that changes the game so much, mm -hmm. and it feels so good to do. Like you're <laughs> like you're used to like okay, what are your basic in any sort of like action platformer game on the NES? What do you expect to be able to do? You can you can run left and right, you can jump, you can duck, yep, or crouch or whatever. Hopefully, if you're if you're <laughs> you know if you're getting really fancy, then maybe you can like crawl or slide yeah like a slide if you're pressing down and then attack or something yeah like, like the like the mega man slide mm -hmm. but that wasn't even interesting like mega man two, three i don't think i don't think mega man one and two you can't crouch you can't uh no or no, slide you, i mean yeah you can't Excuse slide me. until three i think i think three is where they yeah. introduced it so yeah like maybe you have like a slide or something like that but this is literally like you just crouch low. You, you do like crouch. a Naruto run without your arms being backwards. Yes, yeah, yeah. You you just hit like a down diagonal. Yeah. And you are basically like crouch running. So you're still moving as fast as a regular run, but your head is down. And the game is actually designed such that most enemies shoot at like at like neck level or higher so that if you crouch run you can actually get under those projectiles and hit them. Yep. Which is super cool. Like, yeah, no, the... like the couple of times that you can actually pull that off when like you can just like 
you can just like crouch run into someone and their projectiles are going like just a couple pixels over your head. That feels badass. It does. And it there's some bosses where it feels really great too. Cause you can, mm-hmm. uh, so like the final boss, you fight your clone of yourself and he has your moves and stuff. Yeah, and so when I fought through cool. it, it's really neat. Cause so the boss would do different moves depending on where you were on the screen when he was going to attack you. So if you're close to him, he'll do a sword attack. If you're far away and crouching, he shoots low. Mm-hmm. If you're far away and standing, he shoots high. Yeah. So you could kind of land, let him land, then mm-hmm. let him like get like enough time had passed where he was going to do his next attack. Like it was yeah. already, you know, yeah, so you could a... start then crouch running towards him and then slice him a bunch really close. And it felt awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, so Actually, the game feels great the, to play, honestly. Yeah. All of the, all of the boss patterns. And this is like, you could read this as a, um, you could read this as uh, as a criticism, but I actually sort of like it for mm-hmm. what the game is. Uh, some of those bosses feel really unfair. Yeah. Because they take up a lot of space. Your hitbox is relatively large, so it's kind of difficult to like get in between projectiles and stuff like that. Um, but the boss patterns are incredibly simple and super consistent. They are. They really are. It's 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 funny when you first see a boss that you you don't get right away. You're sort of like, well, this seems really hard, and then then you realize, oh, mm-hmm. he, they actually have two like two patterns or two things to memorize, and that's it. They, they and they don't even change. Yeah. It's literally this, then this, this, yeah, then every this, single time, this, then this, mm-hmm. and like, like, like Contra, like most, like Castlevania, like most games of that era getting good and beating that boss is reliant upon just learn the pattern mm-hmm. learn, like because you can't and it's actually designed like you really have to learn the pattern the bosses are too fast for you to react yeah most of the time you can't like uh, the, they move especially to, your first time in it it's it's you're yeah. going more than likely unless again unless you're just <laughs> super good or skilled or or you're you have like if I'm gonna guess if you play a ton of NES side-scrolling action games, you'll probably be all right because the patterns are they're they're straightforward. So if you can memorize them quickly, you'll probably beat it on your first try. Yeah, but you gotta but, like you gotta die once or twice just to see them first. Yeah, like it doesn't um, like especially the I think it was like the second boss, the one that does the uh, the one that the one that shoots like the three fireballs and then he runs across the screen and he like jumps. He jumps to the, oh, the the one that the, the the guy that's practicing in the dark arts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, they just like randomly throw dark magic in there, and you're like, okay, but the best sure. part about it is that even if you've read the backstory, like in the manual, that makes even less sense because it's all about technology and aliens and stuff. Yep. And then it's like, oh yeah, this guy also has magic. Um, magic is just technology that hasn't been explained yet. Yeah, that's but also whatever. They just wrote whatever they wanted. <laughs> it doesn't it makes no, it's glorious. It, it actually yeah. the story is dumb enough where it's just fun to watch Um, when when you're uh, it's just fun. It's it's fun enough. It's like a bad movie, but not it's like the good kind of bad movie. Yeah. 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 Where it, where you're a, happy to be watching it because it's it is so absolutely silly. a fun B movie. Yeah, it is a fun, nonsensical B movie. I really and... wish that they that they put who was talking though. Yes, because <laughs> good the, God, the is it hard to pay attention are to that? Already confusing, <laughs> but then they just like they'll have a cutscene between two people, or possibly more. Sometimes I don't even really know. Yeah, and think... they don't do the like 
there's two ways that you can denote who's speaking. Sure. You can either like you can write it like a script where it has the person's name that's speaking. Or because of the way they actually like tried to do some cinematic shot work. Yeah, the you cool could actually just the... show the person that's speaking as they're speaking. Right. This game does neither. Sometimes it's... sometimes it, it it the person talking is the person you're looking at, but then sometimes they're not. <laughs> well, it's a dialogue between two people and there's one person shown on screen and there's four lines traded between the two of them before they switch before they switch shots. So it's like, <laughs> all right, which side of the conversation is which even? At this point, yeah. I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> and then someone drops a name and you're like, wait, is that who's talking or are we talking about someone else or are, is that yeah. person here or are we talking about someone somewhere else? <laughs> and then even what they're saying is is sometimes hard to decipher. <laughs> yeah, the the game, I think I didn't notice any glaring like translation errors, I don't think. Um, no, I don't think nothing it was... really sticks out in terms of like, oh, no, it's more just bad writing. Yes, it's it is. It's writing that just assumes too much. And then like. I don't know, like they really tried to do the Ninja Gaiden thing. Yes, that's what they with, re- that's what they wanted is like, they wanted it to feel like this cool cutscene every level. I, I, I will say, though, that it was look good. It's I was going to say the, the graphics look good and the, the story is like I was saying, is just dumb enough and just cohesive enough where you're like, yeah, I want to know what happens next, even though I know it's going to not make any sense. I mean, I didn't like. It's the El Grande welcoming party, man. <laughs> I said I, I said on stream like that. That's not even you just said. Yes, yeah, they've sent and the a, big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh... the. What the what? <laughs> An El Grande welcoming party and the big welcoming party. And then it feels almost like home. <laughs> and they're in Ricardo, South Central America or whatever it is. Yeah. South Central America, where I was like, for a moment, I was like, do they mean like Costa Rica, Panama, like Southern Central America? Right. Or are they or are they trying to say it's the middle? It's Central South America. <laughs> like is it like brazil i i was very i was very confused and then and then i got in there i was like you know what it literally doesn't matter you know what they mean by south central america it means it's time for the jungle stage <laughs> yeah that's exactly what that's they mean it means all the that, that's gonna, all that matters the rest of it's gonna be a jungle they now. don't care <laughs> it's like it's it's time let's go to the jungle stage that's what it means. After this weird airport hangar TV studio freighter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because they say something about going to South America. And then the next the next stage is like really like gunmetal gray everywhere. And everything's like, I think that's like when you're in technology. You're in the 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 corporation's headquarters and they're from the they're from the aliens well not from the future but they've been here for centuries and they've built up their yeah, their robot stage yeah um but it's like, and you know they're advanced because they have <laughs> giant giant long neck robots which oh i feel God, like I we're in an old ninja those. turtles game this i'm pr- one pretty thing... sure they were an old ninja turtles game 
Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I feel like one thing that's really kind of a... One thing that was really jarring about this game is... We started the game... You start the game and the very, very, very first enemy after the car stage. The very oh, yeah, first we should enemy, mention that the, the game is broken down into mostly side-scrolling yeah. uh, adventure... Or, like, side-scrolling levels. Then there's two car stages where you're controlling the car kind of like... um. Like Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter, yeah. Yeah. And those stages are actually pretty fun. And then there's then there's like the 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 classic arcade shooter with the NES controller, you know. Oh yeah. They do like a they do like a one of those light gun shooter things where you have to actually like control the cursor. And it's super awkward because the uh the 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 stages are thankfully not that difficult or long. It's sort of fun to do something different. Um I I appreciate them trying to like vary up the gameplay a little bit and do something do something yeah, it wasn't, like and it wasn't unique, so but... it wasn't so horrible where that you're you're just like why did you do this it was more of just a what <laughs> yeah it's um i, I but think your that... ammo carries over which is super weird so you, you, we were mentioning how you have the laser whip and then there's grenades and bullets mm-hmm. and the ammo that you collect in the side scrolling stages is required for the for the, the shoot up sections yeah now what's weird is that i died one time right before getting to that stage. So I started that level, the, the, the light gun level with like three grenades and five bullets. And so it became way harder because the, yeah. you, you randomly get more am- ammunition. So I don't even know why they make you use ammunition. I noticed uh, in that the in the place. final boss stage, I ran out of grenades and then like, a, there's like a cooldown, and then you just get two more. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a strange mechanic where they realize that they kind of put themselves in a situation where you need this stuff and like, whatever, just give them more rather than just saying, why don't you just have infinite bullets at least? Right. I don't know. So I thought that was weird. I sort of, on some level, I like the idea of like, you need to stock up ammo for these shooting sections so that it actually means something. Yeah. On the other hand, um, Oh, and also, like, because you need them for the shooting sections, like, if they didn't give you some way to restock your ammo, like, mm-hmm. the only way to restock your ammo during the stage is to shoot an enemy and, and they drop it. Yes. But if you miss and you're out of everything, then you basically just soft lock yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think they just gave you the, like, little ammo reserve as, like, here, you'll be punished You'll be punished for running out of ammo by, like, having a few seconds where you can't shoot, but then here's some more. But then, like, that's not really enough of a punishment for you to really worry about stocking your ammo at all. Because it really yeah. is only, like, a couple of seconds. Yeah. So then why... I can get up to, like, 99 of these, but it doesn't matter because if I hit zero, I just get free ones. <laughs> so, so, like... It's a strange mechanic that they clearly didn't th- put too much time into thinking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it's, you know, I what it feels like to me, it feels like they, it feels like a last minute addition. Yeah. Because they, or like it was like, like they, they they maybe the other levels it. were uh, added or something like that. Yeah. I don't I, know. It feels like they had this idea of like, you have to use your ammo in this stage and then they play tested it. And then a bunch of people ran out of ammo and you're like, this sucks. We can't do anything because we ran out of ammo. Like, yeah. what do? And they're like, uh, just make it refill, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which which ultimately it's it's not that big of a deal. It's just sort of weird. It was, yeah, it was... it functions, but it just makes stocking ammo meaningless. Mm hmm. 
But like at the same time, I would rather have I would rather have that problem of like stocking the ammo isn't important rather than you have to stock ammo or else you can't finish this stage. Right. I was going to say, I think that they should have just I think they just wanted to give you drops because the game, it would not it would uh, it wouldn't be less of a game if no, if there was no ammo and you could just you had unlimited guns and grenades because you you pretty much do anyway so who cares even yeah. in the side scrolling stages yeah, they everything drop a drops a lot of ammo yeah i never ran out of anything ever except for the 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 one time the time i died before the light gun stage right uh, so i don't it's weird that you just don't have unlimited of those things but i think they were just following in the footsteps of every other game like that where you know your secondary weapons are limited usually right 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 because they also give you coins which i don't think they do anything i think they are mario coins i think they're mario coins i don't even believe... i think it is literally you get a one-up after 100 yes that's what i was gonna say i'm pretty sure that's what the coins i was just look i double checked in the manual and that that's what it is 100 coins equal one extra life yep because i noticed that one like i was picking up coins and i was i saw that it looked like there was like two digits of space uh, for okay them. so i was like obviously you can't go over 100 and there's no shop in this game, so you can't spend them. So so it has to be for this. And at, at some point, I noticed I'd gotten an extra life. And I was like, okay, that's probably the coins. I didn't see well, it for sure, but like I, I made the determination about halfway through. It's like coins means lives. Wait, wait, I have to interrupt you. Well, not interrupt you, but just add to this. I did not know this. Did you know you could shift gears in the car? Yeah, I, I did. I, didn't one know, of the, I thought, that, I thought it was just like a messed up interface thing. The button that doesn't shoot shifts gears. I do, I do not know what it does. Me neither, because I, I just noticed that in the manual it says that the, the B button shifts gears. I was like, what? Yep. I knew I could switch it, but I thought it was I thought it was going to switch my weapons because that's what I did in every other stage, but it didn't right, do that. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe this is just a weird thing that they added. I, <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I that's the first thing that I did. The first time I actually played through the, the car stage, which, by mm -hmm. the way, we should point out, the game starts you in one of the in one of the two driving car stages. Yeah. So like it's actually a really fun opening to the game. Uh, yeah. It, it would give you the wrong idea if you don't if this is what you want. Like if you want to play this, you're not playing this. And the if you don't opening, want to play this, yeah, don't worry. The opening of the game is actually really interesting because they try like they really went hard on trying to make it cinematic. Yeah, it's a it's a quite a it's a it's a pretty lengthy opening, you know, quote unquote cutscene. They um, give you like there's the whole opening cutscene, right? Like before you even start the game, where there's the guy looking out over the city and he's like, "There's a free market for me to control." And yep, yeah, you know, the bad guy. Don't worry, you... he will come back as I did thirty years ago. Yeah, because they're like trying to call him out, like, "Hey, uh, should we should we bring him back right now?" He's like, "No, no, no, he'll do it on his own because he's pro like basically that he's programmed to do it like you were saying." Right. Right. So like, so there's this whole opening cutscene, and then you don't get the title screen. Mm -mm. There is just a all you get on the screen is the words press start button <laughs> and you press the start button and then the game starts and you're in the car and you're driving, you're doing the spy hunter thing. And then after you finish it, you get a cutscene where you're, you know, your detective heart guy is like he should have surrendered and mm -hmm. then it, he turns out he has like these weird twisted alien Claw hands fingers. yeah yeah and then you get the title drop so like that whole thing plays out like the like a prologue 
Yeah, it's, it's actually it's like, really cool. <laughs> it's like a it's like a movie, like mm-hmm. giving you this little bit of prologue and introducing you to some things, and then it's like, bam, Vice Project Doom. <laughs> and it and it looks like an appropriate game title screen, but it's actually done as like a title drop. Yeah. And then yes, you just it, move it would, into it the next be mission. like it's super be... it's super neat. Yeah, and, and then and then you're thrown into these levels where you 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 don't really know where you are on the planet. I mean, aside from the jungle stage, but because the enemies don't make sense. <laughs> like Let's sometimes you're fighting a clown. Sometimes you're fighting a dude in a pumpkin outfit. <laughs> Let's talk about this. You are clearly American action hero. What did you say? Quinn Hart? Yes. Yes. And you do this car chase thing and like there's a backdrop of a city that looks like it's a that looks like an American city skyline. And then you go three steps forward in the first stage. And the first enemy that you run into is a Jiangxi, <laughs> like the hopping Chinese zombie. Yeah. And it's like, OK, I'm immediately confused. <laughs> I am then- immediately confused. And lots of cats or dogs. Yeah, that you're and fighting. There's, and there's people that appear to be in like they're like, floating, like Chinese looking garb, shooting fireballs at you. And then, like you said, there's like people in just like pumpkin heads. And there is like a weird jester character. Like yeah. there is absolutely no consistency. No, it, they like in the in the enemy design. No, and no, not at all. The, the only thing enemies, consistent is our, our ninjas that <laughs> randomly fall from the sky and then skyrocket to outer space once they hit the ground. <laughs> the only the only thing that's consistent is that they use basically all of the enemy types in every stage. <laughs> yeah, there's some type of flying thing, some type of ground thing, some type of floating thing. <laughs> it's like a lot of them are just recycled. You just see the same enemy type. Like True. 10 and, stages they, later. They, then they switch it up by once you get into the super once you're in the high tech place the birds are replaced by floating metal orb thingies. Yeah, uh, but then they you go have to the sewers. They have different features though. True, but like I mean it's the same. On like a on like a grid. Yeah, they do like pattern. a like a like a. Yep, exactly. I was gonna say they they. It's like a. How would you? What what is it? What kind of wave is that? It's like it they're moving grid, along right? a seven segment LED display. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like they can, they can only move on like a on like a graph paper grid. Yeah, uh, so they're really easy to kill, which is nice because the birds are way more annoying. The birds are actually not hard to kill, but if you're trying, you bait. So my 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 number one advice for if you're if you want to play this game is to just go slow. Don't try to push it because otherwise shit's gonna spawn on you and you're gonna die. Yeah, but if you go I, slow, you'll be okay. I kept trying to like I kept trying to push through because they give you a lot of health. Mm-hmm. And you have it's a, a very of... generous health system, to be honest, because there's lots of heal- healing drops as well. Yep, there's lots of healing drops. You have a lot of health to start with. Um, you have unlimited continues, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so I tried to just like I tried to see if you could just run through and try to like maybe despawn things. You cannot despawn things. No, or at least not easily. Not just by like there's some games where you just like keep one thing on screen. And it'll keep the other things in front of you from spawning. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like go through easily that way. A lot of a lot of speedrunners will use a tech like that where it's like we need this to chase us because that will despawn this next enemy that takes a long time to beat. 
Yeah. This game will just throw everything on screen at once. It doesn't care. No, and, and, and I noticed and it handles very it little, well. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I noticed very, very little slowdown, if at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a, it's, it's a, a pretty technically sound game aside from so so the 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 music which is really good sometimes and then in the middle of the song randomly it will just i don't know it's the i i hold to the notion that the music is all actually pretty good yeah but they but whoever the sound designer was decided to go for these weird NES pitch bends and it just throws all of the music like out, like completely out of, out of key with itself. Yeah, it sounds insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so uncomfortable to listen to some of the, yeah, some, it's, it's some parts very, of the song. It's very dissonant. I yeah. will, uh, maybe I'll do what I did with the uh, Rygar and I'll just kind of like play some of the music quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little section. blurb. Yep. Yeah, because like, because there's a couple of there's a couple of scenes, there's a couple of themes where it starts out sounding really good, and then you get the lead instrument, and the lead instrument is bending all over the place, and it's like that's not. Weird. I think that the last stage good. is the best example of that because the last stage starts, you know, when you're in suddenly a a castle thing, and there's Dracula on the wall. Yeah, um, that's that like. The final stage of Vice Project Doom is the first stage of Castlevania. <laughs> but so the uh, the the music, it's kind of starts like, oh, this is going to be what the hell are they doing? Like it's it, it has this really nice kind of intro, and they're like, oh, this is going to be nice. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna feel good when it gets into it. But then it just no, it's wrong. They it do does it, they... not feel good when it gets into it. <laughs> no, it's, it sounds worse than worse than you can imagine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very it's it's very disappointing. It, it sounds to me almost like the it sounds like music that was composed by someone who didn't understand how to compose for this for the actual sound chip. But then you hear the end. The the actual end credits music is freaking awesome. Yeah, that should be uh, you should have heard that at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the uh, podcast. I it's, it's we so agreed good to use that as the opening. Yes, please. So like there's really good stuff. So I know that the composer here knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. but it feels like there's this one there's this one thing that they <laughs> that they decided to stick to where they and I think what it is they want this like electric guitar like pitch bend like like bending the strings to get like that that sort of like howl yeah, they, like, in like that, rock music. Yeah, yeah, that that really nice. Yeah, exactly. That's what they want. And it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Like they they do they do get it to bend, but then where it bends to is completely out of key. <laughs> yeah. It is just like, it is just a cat howl over otherwise decent music. <laughs> it's very, it's so awkward. It's very, yeah, it's very, very disappointing. It's disappointing um, is the word I would use. Cause I think the themes would be really good if not for that, like, bizarre lead instrument choice i think it's but... a it's a perfect word because it like i said some of the sounds are awesome like some mm-hmm. of the tracks feel like they're going to be really really amazing and then they they just they mess it up with the um with with that whatever whatever they do <laughs> and it's something that they do repeatedly so it's clearly like hey there's we at, think the yeah, sounds there's good. at least four or five 
there's at least four or five level themes that are ruined by that. Yeah. Um, but the, so, you know, you know what I, what I, we didn't even actually talk about what I think are the two better twists. Cause you kind of guess that the, you kind of guess that the bad guy is, you kind of get this feeling like, okay, they're doing some weird clone thing or whatever. They like, you actually, know what I mean? They do some weird foreshadowing where yeah. that like actually gives you an idea of like, oh, the, the bad guy looks like he might just be a version of me. Because mm-hmm. you realize that clones exist and that people can people can replace other people. And and then like you see a you see like a version of yourself or someone. I think even before you see like yourself in a test tube. Or before Hart sees himself yeah. in a test tube, I think you're I think you even hear someone say something like. So, something that alludes to the fact it, that like there's another you or something yeah it, it didn't that didn't seem far-fetched uh yeah what was what was really funny for me though was when when you get to, you you beat one of the stages and all of a sudden reese who you don't know is your partner unless you've read the manual but you right. kind of assume that he's your friend or maybe he's your partner whatever it is i mean um, like something bad has happened to him and Hart is clearly upset about it so it's like oh he was a good guy got it <laughs> And they just throw him at you and he's just got a, like a weird, it's like, it's like a, um, oh God, who's the artist that does this, the weird piping and tubing into each other. He's very famous. He did a lot of the, is it Geiger? I don't know. It's the guy, he did a lot of the, the, uh, stuff for aliens to get that kind of feel of like, oh, this is not normal. It's like a human with, um, piping and like weird, like goo. And I I think it's Geiger. I want to say I could be wrong. Huh? H.R. Geiger. Yeah, I bl- I'm pretty sure. So you get this dude that with sounds he, right. He, you know, it's 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 your your partner. It looks like the the Axiom Verge face, where it's just a, ro- a human face with robot stuff all over them. Yeah. Um, almost like uh, it's it's almost got like a feel of like like the human skin flap over the like android body. Yeah. Yeah. But you know it was supposed to be human all along, and then yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. But he somehow seems. <laughs> you can't really tell if he's gigantic or if it's just a close-up on his face sideways. Like you're not, you're not entirely sure because of the way that they do the cutscene. Yeah. Um, where where it might just be some massive version of your friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he it's, just it's dies. It's very unclear. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And then a stage or two later, you kill a boss and it's your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, that your was, latest and greatest flame or whatever. That was actually a, uh, that was actually, you're right. That was actually a decent twist. You beat the boss. Was, I did not. Like, I was like, what? Okay. The boss like <laughs> flesh melts and it's like, oh, it's Christy. And then she <laughs> oh, dies. Oh, it's Christy. Yeah, then she just dies. She um, she gives you enough information to get you to the next stage, and then she dies. And he's like, "No." And then, yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "Now I have a reason for vengeance, and I will act exactly the same way that I was before, killing everything in my path. But now I will have a reason for it." <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um. So I that mean, was like, fun. Action movie logic. You know. Yeah, it was it was, and he didn't, and and you never see the other girl again. <laughs> She's just gone. She shows up twice. She shows up, she shows up in like the first cutscene in the game just to give some information. Yeah, and then like after stage like five or six to give more information, and for him to just like dunk on her. <laughs> yeah, he he calls he says something super rude. And she's like, yeah, I've had better. Uh, 
I've had warmer so, receptions from an ice box. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, I was like, that's an okay line. I feel <laughs> like, like well, it's, it's been it's, done it's, before, but like, oh, it's totally been done, but it's perfect for, um, it's just perfect for the for for how this this B movie dialogue. It's, it's yeah, because this like your your main dude like like ninety eight percent of his dialogue is one liners. Yeah, and or, sometimes or saying, he, what the? sometimes he strings them together. <laughs> like he runs like all right it's time to party or like okay time to do this oh that's how you know whenever he says that that's how you know he's about to do the um that's how you know you're gonna do the the gun like the the, the light gun stage because he he has the same pose where he's like come on boys let's party and then when you do oh, it yeah, when yeah, you have yeah, the yeah. second stage like that he's like it's time to get some action or something like that you're like oh yeah. my god <laughs> yep <laughs> All right, let's get serious. Yeah, it's it's time to shoot. It's time to shoot your gun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the line. <laughs> All right, boys, it's time to shoot your gun. <laughs> it's time. So... It's time for shoot bangs. <laughs> and just like I, I can't, I can't remember any of them specifically, but he like he is just generic action star one liner man. Mm-hmm. like that's that's all he is and that's all the game asks him to be and it's fine like it's a, like we've said before it's a silly dumb b-movie plot don't think too much about it the the <laughs> the very the, the only confusing i mean if we want to take the plot at all serious the, the weirdest thing is that the the final boss he you know you're fighting yourself that's cool it makes sense then he's like i've had enough of this it's time to show you my final form he becomes the zombie boss from the yeah the the desert dungeon in in chrono trigger like the oh he's zombor <laughs> he becomes zombor um and um you're like wait why can't i do this too because <laughs> you're just the clone of yeah, each other you're, you're yeah the whole the whole plot i don't think we like fully went through this before is like they basically are cultivating like you. the same person, like a yeah. clone. And like this is this person is like the leader of this organization. And then they just keep making clones of that person to like succeed the order of the of the organization. So they can just basically do like jank immortality. Mm-hmm. So it's like always the same person at the top. And but like it's only the same person by looks. They yeah. they don't they clearly don't import well, they personalities, huh? They clone them, so like it's genetically the same person. Well, maybe, but they seem to have very different personalities. They seem to, yes. And it's like there's this whole cycle of like people stepping up and replacing the last one, and then and like so it's like the same person at the top of the organization, at least genetically. And like you are, your character is the next one who is supposed to take over. And then you see like, you see the dude in the test tube who is supposed to be the one to replace you like when he's ready. Yeah. So like the the whole big thing is you fight your older clone. And then at the very end of the game, you do a slow walk to the side of the screen because you're really happy with yourself and the job well done. Mm-hmm. And then the then the the clone that you saw earlier goes hew 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 hew. <laughs> yeah, in the test tube. And then it's like the end. The end. What the <laughs> So it's like I, the cycle's going to continue. You've done nothing. Congratulations. 
Oh, did I, I, I touched on this earlier and I, I, I did think it was interesting. It was more of just the, uh, how, how things used to work, but the Nintendo power that talked about this was May and then the game didn't come out until November. So, which is I really wonder, too bad because yeah. I think the game would have done all right if it hadn't come out. I don't know, like it was like a month after the Super Nintendo came out. So who cares anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's it's too bad because the it's having to, in the Nintendo Power it wasn't just like a hey here's the game. It was a here's the entire walkthrough for the game. I so, I wonder about that. Uh, the fact yeah. that it came out like six months before the actual game came out. Mm-hmm. Um. I could see it as being like sort of get hype for this as sort of like, let's let's put out the walkthrough now so that people are, are like excited to actually do this and to play through it. Maybe. But I also wonder if there's if there was a delay involved. There had to have been something because Nintendo Power. So the, the our Nintendo Power in America would tend to run reviews or whatever uh, the walkthroughs prior to the game being released. And sometimes it was a couple months Um but six but is a lot. Six is a ton, especially since it's the start of summer. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, it's 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 a, it's a very strange thing not to have. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly in that Nintendo Power, the cutscenes had English on them already. Right. So it's not so like it's, it was waiting for translation. Right. So there there must have just been something Goodness, strange it took that happened. Six months to translate that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and that's I, what I don't they came so. up with. <laughs> so I, it's it's sort of weird that. That I feel kind of, I mean, I don't want to say I feel bad for the game, but I think it would have been one of those ones that pe- that some people would remember fondly if uh, if if it had come out when it was supposed to, as opposed to being this game. Because when they announced that it was on this the Switch Online, I was I had no idea what it was, never well, heard of it, yeah, knew nothing I, about it. Yeah, I'd never seen it either. Um, I'd never really heard of it, like. I had a similar I had a similar experience of like, hey, this is on this is one of the NES games on Switch Online. What is it? And and I wouldn't have ever even suggested a, like, hey, let's play this game. But after I played the first level and then part of the, the next level, so the two I was like, wow, this feels good to play. And I, I purposely had skipped the cutscenes because I wanted to experience those for the first time when we were doing this. I and will I will say this though. Yeah, about uh, like it because we keep saying it feels good to play and it does. There's no mm-hmm. like real problems with it. I'd say there's a couple of like there's a couple of weird, weird, like wonky hitbox issues, but not there are. nearly to the extent that we've seen in even games that we played so far for the podcast. I'd say like Crystallis and Rygar and even Final Fantasy Adventure have worse hitbox problems than this game does. Yeah, for sure. Um. But I will say that for a game that comes out or that came out in 1991 mm-hmm. at the very, very, very end of the NES's life cycle, I don't think it does everything that it does well, but I don't think it does anything particularly special or unique. No, it's it's like a, it's just a it would have just been a game that, hey, this does this does these things that, you know, already pretty well. Yeah, I, like, I think that it's. I don't want to call it like a copycat game, but it does just it kind, kind of is. It I think feels that's a fair... like it's I feel like part of the reason why it's not re- really remembered fondly, in addition to its release window, is just because it's kind of just another. It's just yeah, it is. I think I will remember it now. Uh, simply not, not not. I think I would have remembered if I were to play it outside of the podcast, it would be a game that I have fond memories of today just because it was so silly. Yeah, yeah, like, but 
at the time, I don't know if I would have cared. Like with the with the benefit of like retrospect, yeah, it's it's fun to just look at this like silly eighties nineties like action romp, right? And how it plays out in video game form, but like it kind of just does a bunch of stuff that's been done before, and it does it about as well as the games that came before it. So yeah, this like, is one of those it's... weird instances where you're almost finishing the game because you're curious about how silly the story is going to get. Because the game itself... Or which, just like, to is... do it. Just because just like, you're just, playing yeah. the game and it's like, let's just get... That's kind of how I felt about it. Like, the story mm-hmm. was the story was silly and I, I had fun like going from one cutscene to the next. But it did sort of just get to like, let's just get through it. Yeah. Like, let's, and, and, let's beat well, it and you wanted to play Fall we Guys too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's like it's one of those games that you complete for completion's sake yeah i would like, say i did it i wouldn't want to so if you're listening and you're deciding oh should i play this i would say if you can play it with if you're if you don't mind using save states or rewind time i'd say go for it because it only took me i don't know an hour to beat it and it took me maybe an hour and a half and i use save states way less often yeah because i just rewound if i made a mistake i was like i'm just going to rewind time I, i'm not trying to uh like you know you know beat it on on the real hardware or anything yeah so it's, it's super short it's it's a short game if you just want to kind of have a laugh i think it would be more fun if you play it with other people or have someone else to true. experience yeah. the 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 game with if you're playing it by yourself and you're just playing it to play through a game it's kind of eh because you already have seen it before yeah um, if you played if you've wise. played contra if you played ninja gaiden if you've played mm-hmm. castlevania even Castlevania is yeah, sure. a little bit different but like it's got similar features to all of those types of like NES action platformer games. And it takes right. cues from all of them. I would say the bosses are very Contra like the the minute to minute is very much like Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Uh, the theming gets kind of Castlevania like. Uh, it's Castlevania, all over the place. Uh, Castlevania and uh, Castlevania and um, Ninja Gaiden both have, they both have the like, get drops to use your secondary weapons thing. Oh, okay. Um, yes. I will give uh, the one thing that is a little bit different from any of those games that you have the same three weapons through the whole game. Yeah, true. You, got, you, there, got, you don't find new weapons ever. You've got sword, which is actually laser whip, but whatever, it's sword. <laughs> Um, and you, you have, have short range sort of pistol. Yeah. You have a gun that goes about a quarter of the distance of the screen. Yeah. So it's barely more useful than to, the, than to the be whip. fair. Most of the enemy's weapons follow suit. They, that's they, uh, true. A lot that's of their true. guns, uh, have a, have a pretty limited range as well. So it's not like a, one of those situations where you feel unfair or being like you're being cheated or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. And then you have, um, and then you Long have range. grenades, which yeah. are by far the best weapon. Because yeah, they the have, grenades are so good. They have the best range. They have an area of effect, and they hit multiple times. Mm-hmm. I ended up using the 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 whip sword a, a lot on bosses because there was like places where you could kind of cheese their yep. hitboxes. It felt like yeah, um, if you can, but if going you, through levels, if you know where they're gonna be and you can kind of like crouch down to get next to them, it has the uh, you can swing it super fast and just yes. pile in damage really quickly. Yeah, there's not the bosses don't have like invincibility frames where you where you can't hurt them. So well, at least I don't. Maybe they do, but they're very small. I think um, like they're if they have them at all, they're small enough as to be like 
insignificant. You won't you won't notice it if, if yeah. as an average person because you like it's... the this the whip. I really want to call it a sword. Whip sword. The, the whip. The whip swings like the. Word. I was like like bat 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 bat. Like yeah, you can you can swing it about that fast, and you can do damage about that fast. Yeah. So like. It's, I think if there's iframes, they're shorter than that. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. This game is it's it's in a it's in a weird place where if you haven't played it and you have no reason to play through it or someone to play through it with, I think that the, the timing of its release, like how it's much later in the NES's life cycle. So if you've played games that are like it, you've you've already played the game. So it's it's hard to recommend, and on terms of its the 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 uniqueness or the value that it adds to, to gaming as a whole, because it, it, like you said, it's sort of a copycat game, mm. but it does those things. Well, it uh, does. It does. And it's, it's, it's competent. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like an overly hard game. So if you, if you just want to, if you just want to try it out for fun, you'll definitely be able to get through the first few levels without, even if you're not good at these things, it's even like... if you don't use save states or anything like that, you'll be able to get through a quarter of the game without too much problem. It looks like if you if you want to try out a competent like ninja gaiden like 2D platformer that you've not tried out before, mm-hmm. you probably missed this one and it's all right. Exactly, yes. If you like the style of game, you'll you'll have fun playing through it. I don't yeah. think you'll be upset. But I don't uh, think it's a can't miss. It. No, 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 definitely not. It's it's it's, it's all right. It's a yeah. it's a quintessential like 6 out of 10. If yeah. six out of ten was if they use the actual like the real rating scale where like five is average, yeah. If five this is, is like if, this if is a step above average. average. Yes, I would say that that's fair. And and if you have people to enjoy it, the silliness with it, it gets bumped up maybe even to like a, a seven, just because yeah. it's it's really fun to to laugh at the game with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is it is unintentionally. Um, it is unintentionally enjoyable in ways that it that they probably are, are didn't not, mean. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely not. Well, I said unintentionally enjoyable, so oh. unintentionally enjoyable in ways that are not intended. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, we're just we're just talking like the plot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah. Check out uh, check out Tom's Twitter feed at uh, at oh yeah Tom Day Tom Day, Tom Day VG. VG. Um, cause he posted, I, I didn't notice this when I played, but like, there's three different, there at least three different, <laughs> at least three. I think the there's more where like the scene starts with like, what the, <laughs> they, and they love, they love using ellipses, but they use, they, they press the, the period button too many times. <laughs> yeah. I'm counting. I'm looking at this one now. The one in the, the one in the jungle with where he talks about the El Grande welcoming party. Yeah. Um, this one has six dots between what and what. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, well, what, what, what the, and four, four dots between the, and an exclamation point. <laughs> and then this one, what the is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight question mark. And then, oh God, this is uh, one, two, three. This one just starts with an ellipsis. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And then what the and then four dots 
question mark exclamation point i thought you were four dots end quote <laughs> it's it's the, the that particular one is great because that's where you find out that your partner has become a robot um or whatever and, that is yeah i don't know he's he's become one with technology yeah. and you don't he doesn't actually finish it like he doesn't say i thought you were dead like they they really want so they were trying to write Hold it on. like it's a script for an anime where you have the rest of the 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 screen to tell you the story but they they didn't do that they did not do that you remember that time that he died and he handed you the chip that had the sammy logo on it i i almost put that that was so the I almost put that picture there too because it was like, "What the is even going on here?" And it just shows a picture of a Sammy chip. Which the, what does is this the have to do that... with anything? I think I think my favorite part, if 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 someone was to rewatch your stream, was when you were towards the end and you were clearly like, "Yeah, I've had enough of this game. I want to play the next game or whatever it was." And one of the dialogues in the line or one of the the bad guys' lines is. I've had enough of this I've game. I've had enough of this game. <laughs> and, and I just went full screen and stared right at the camera. It's like, I've had an, I think that's about enough of this game. <laughs> it really was. It was pretty perfect. Actually, no, the best screenshot though is the one where you, where you, I don't know what happened where you paused it. And it's just like, what's going on here? Christ or whatever it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, uh, he's, he's, He's like, what's going on here? Christy. <laughs> but it just, <laughs> you could take the screenshot because it goes in letter by letter. So it just looks like what's going on here? Christ. <laughs> right before the Y comes in. <laughs> it's a good screenshot. Yeah, it's a good screenshot. It really is. I don't it's, know. <laughs> it's a silly game and I enjoyed playing it. I don't, I honestly don't think that I would like in a vacuum. I, I wouldn't say like, yeah, you got to play this. No, I agree. It it's, was an it's... okay game. I had an okay time with it. It's, it's fine. Like I, I didn't, I didn't like not enjoy playing it, but like I was happy to get through it once and probably never look at it again. I would, I would not play it again. I would, the only time, and, and I, I would, I would, there's, I have one person in mind that I would play through this game with if they were playing it and I was watching it just so they could experience it. Sure. Uh, where I feel like, if you're playing this alone, then it's it's just kind of there's it's not as fun. It's it's way yeah. more exciting if if you can share in the goofiness. To, it's, there's stuff it's a to good laugh time. about, and it's it's nice to be able to like share some of the ridiculousness with with other people. Yeah, and that that derives that's where you derive a lot of the enjoyment of the of the game, rather mm -hmm. than like the the gameplay is functional. No, it's but good. Like, I think the gameplay is good. Aside it's just it's not from special. aside from crouch running up to something and like ducking under the projectiles, which feels great. Yeah. Nothing really gets you super excited. It's sort of funny. I'm, I'm having the opposite effect on myself as I did last time for Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. Where, yeah. where Gunstar, I came into like, Gunstar is like, oh, this is generic. And then we started talking about I was like, actually, I like this game a lot. And now actually this was all kind of awesome. Right. And so now I'm coming into this game with a, hey, I actually had a lot of fun with this. Maybe it's better than I was thinking. And now as we're talking about, I'm like, actually, I don't know. If you have someone else to it's, play it with, I'd say it's good. It's a good yeah, time. It's, it's not a bad is, game. The thing is, I think we both had fun with it because it is a it's a competent game. Yes. It just doesn't. It's just not a standout. It doesn't hurt to play the game. You're not going to be mad at the controls. Uh, yeah, that which for NES is is important. The fact that you important. can actually play through it and be like, yeah, this is fine. 
well, and this is coming from me too. And I don't like, I'm not good at hard, like old platformers and stuff like that. I don't, I don't have the patience for them anymore. Right. Uh, so I won't play them. And I, I got through this game with very little trouble and I didn't even actually have to rewind time that much. I don't, it's not like I used it every stage all the time. Right. Right. Like, and that was, that wasn't, I, I, I used it more on bosses so I didn't have to bother going yeah. through the whole level again to finish yeah, the boss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to deal with that crap. Yeah. Um, so the yeah, game's that's, not that's hard mostly either. how I used it too, is like, I don't want to play through the stage again. I used yeah. mid stage save states one time. And that yeah. was the jungle stage where I kept getting knocked off platforms because I couldn't see my character. Yep. I was going to say, so when I got to that stage, I was actually nervous because I played through it after watching your stream. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this stage is going to give me so much trouble. And then I got to, I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. And then I realized, oh, it's because you were, <laughs> you were invisible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta fix that. Cause like, you would this not is, have had trouble with keep, that. This is going to keep coming up. Yes. Until I, until I fix that on stream. So I hey. definitely need to. Is, yes. isn't there's a dog here. Oh, I was, I was actually not even thinking that I was going to say, um, this is totally, totally off topic. I know <laughs> we're just about done anyways, but doesn't GDQ start? It is, it is going right now. Ooh. It had, it started as of like a, an hour or two ago. I think, I believe I think... they started with streets of rage four. Oh, cool. I might have to watch that then. You know what that, I think that means we should, we should, we should wrap this up. Yeah. What, uh, what are we playing next week? I don't remember. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So I'll just say, Oh, it. I do remember. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so this is a game that I played last year in a, uh, in the mystery tournament. Ah, yes. Yep. Which is basically the same thing as Cusa Grande, except not all the games are bad. Um, <laughs> and I, I took a shine to this game immediately and I was like, Oh my God, this is so jank, but I love it. Um, the game is called Action Man Robot Attack. That's Action Man, <laughs> colon, Robot, A-T-A-K, Attack. Of course it is. Um, I guess it's a licensed game. It was only released in Europe. I think Action Man might be like some sort of like European cartoon hero oh, guy or okay. something. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just had it dropped on me in a tournament and I was expecting it to be some sort of like dumb trash. Sure. And it was, but I loved it and I want you to play it. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Cause I, I've never, I didn't watch you play the game and I've never seen anything about it. So it's totally blind, brand new, know this nothing will, about it. This will be our first, uh, this will be our first game that was never released in North America, actually. Oh, I didn't it's, know that it was it was only released in Europe for the Game Boy Advance. Now, it is important to point out that just two episodes ago, <laughs> we we discussed what retro means to us and how we define that. And we basically agreed on like before the year 2000. Yeah. And this, so this game, game was released this game in 2004. <laughs> No, it came out in 2000. <laughs> no, it came out in 2004. So we're cheating. We can a bit, break our own rules. But, Other people can't, though. <laughs> but it's a Game Boy Advance game, so it's essentially a 16-bit game. So I say that counts. And we 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 can make up rules as we go. Yeah, we said even back then, like we will break that rule when we feel like it. I just assumed it would be like a month or two, and not like two weeks. <laughs> But it came up and I was like, yo, I want you to play this. I think you will. I think you will actually love it. 
I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. It's I it like it is kind of similar to uh it's kind of similar to Vice Project Doom in that oh, it really? is in well, I mean, side scrolling. Oh, um, is that where the similarities end? <laughs> no, it it's also similar in that the story is kind of ridiculous and nonsensical, but you just kind of shrug and go whatever. Those are my favorite. I I I think uh especially when you're trying to tell a story now 2005 there or 2004 there's plenty of games that told a great story by then sure. but um if if in in this sort of genre i i i want a story that's just dumb and silly i don't i don't need a super serious mm-hmm. uh side scrolling game with i mean i'm i'm told i know they can do it and i know it's been done but i i love yeah. a i love a b movie script there it is fine to have games that that cause you to like question existence (laughs) yeah yeah but it's also fine to have a story that is see bad guy get him i don't know if you've ever seen goku midnight eye the anime no um it's it's on amazon and i've i saw it a long long time ago and i don't remember i don't know if it's held up to this day but it's definitely an anime if you just want to see an anime where some weird (laughs) stuff happens and you're afterwards you're kind of like i don't know if i'm better or worse off (laughs) but but it was a good time that's fair Um, that's fair so i feel like i feel like that 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 sort of is kind of vice project doom (laughs) yeah i like i get that it's i mean like 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 let's run it down you've got aliens You've got clones. You've got, like, essentially an evil twin twist. Yes. Like, you've got... Girlfriend turned into bad guy. Yep. Yeah, you, like... So, there, yeah. Yeah, you've Pumpkin got a story. Heads. You've Whip got a story. Swords. Like, <laughs> that's about think... it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And that's all. Let's let's uh, I definitely want to see see some GDQ. I, I like I'm happy that they were able to do it online. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I hope it I, they've been doing like smaller events up to this point. So. So I assume they will have a decent portion of their uh, of their technical issues sort of ironed out, but it's still going to be interesting to see how they go about it. So let's get to that. We've we've thoroughly dated this episode now. Yes, absolutely. You know exactly what day and time we are we are recording at, but I don't care. <laughs> That's okay. This has been Vice Project Doom. We will see you all next week Have for a good Action one. Man Robot Attack. Yes, yes. What a good name! <laughs> it's a really good name.